0: Hello, hello, hello. God damn, God damn. This is who the fuck knows with Emily Rose. I'm Emily Rose, joined here today, March first, 2024, a year, a year into the scandiversary, one year ago, something happened in West Hollywood that would shake us to our core. It would shatter the universe of reality television that we as we know it. And I am joined today to speak about even more shattering news and consequences of that day with my good friend and fellow content creator, Lindsay of Vanderpod Recaps, Lindsay, how are you doing?
1: You know, there will be a time when we talk on the podcast, And we'll be like, it was a chill week. Nothing really happened. That has not happened yet since we've started to do these recaps together.
0: It has not. It has not. You know what's interesting? Around this time last year, maybe about a week before, a week ago last year, Mm -hmm. there was another scandal that broke out that the internet thought would be the biggest thing. And it was because Kylie Jenner and her friends uh, recorded a video saying, I'm not saying she deserved it but I am saying that God's timing is always right. Her and Haley Bieber. And uh, I think it was Justine Sky, And that was in regard to uh, eyebrow gate. And I just want to say God's timing is always right because we started this podcast and no one, we don't deserve this. (laughs) What (laughs) scandal has done to us, but God's timing is always right. And we started this podcast. There's been news every single week. I don't want to be too glib. I want to get really into, I think, what is probably the most shocking bit of news, something that I don't think anyone thought she would do. Brittany announced that she and Jax are split up. How did you take the news?
1: I mean, I was surprised that she actually came out and said it because last (laughs) week it very much was, Marriage is hard. It sounded like they were working through some stuff, but please respect our privacy. And then this week, she flat out said, I'm living somewhere else. Like, we're taking time apart. And then the same day, Mr. Jax Taylor tells Page Six News, oh, no, like, she's living together. Like, we're living together. And then today... Someone from Britney's camp, it said, she, like it showed pictures of her moving into a new rental. And the person speaking for Britney was like, I don't, we don't know why Jack said that. She literally stopped by at the house to pick up stuff. It's madness. Isn't that,
0: isn't that the story of his life? We don't know why Jack said that. Well, also, I, oh, go ahead.
1: I, there, I know a lot of people are saying right now, is this for, the valley? Is this for people to watch and stuff? And I gotta say, as far as what Bravo creators and content people are saying, this seems to be very much trouble in paradise. Like, mm-hmm. something, the, even by the block by up Subreddit have a beautiful timeline of things that they have noticed. Really? And, yeah, it seems to have started the person who made the timeline, and it's on, by the, it's on Reddit, blocked by Jacks and There seems to be, Jax posted, I don't know when it was, but it's on the Reddit post, that they were, him and the Toms were doing a bar crawl and they were supposed to end up at Jax's. Like that was the last place they were going to. Mm -hmm. And then he never posted about it for the rest of the night. And Brittany and Kristen, I think, were supposed to meet up there, but something happened with that. And then it was like the day that followed, or a few days after, was when people started noticing that Brittany was in a different home. She was said she was going to their Malibu house or something mm. or some kind of house. So they can't afford are, a damn
0: Malibu house out of their right? damn minds. <laughs>
1: yeah. Maybe <laughs> I don't know what it was, but they, that again, the timeline is very detailed and they're the ones that clocked it, that she has been in a different house. So I think me personally, I think something did happen. I think with Jack's being back in the spotlight, Jaxby Jackson so Mm
0: -hmm. I'm
1: sure it's going to be you know people are going to tune into the valley more now maybe because of this but I do think something did happen between them
0: and I want to get into that but before we even get there I do want to say for everyone listening first of all thank you for tuning in we do actually I was being a little like sassy but we do have a lot to cover Raquel Levis, Rachel Levis, excuse me, Sue, Tom, and Ariana. We're going to talk a little bit more about Jackson Brittany. We have an episode to discuss, which we will uh, not be discussing in a play-by-play format, you guys, because <laughs> there's just so much to talk about. But right. we will also be going to Los Angeles now in exactly 30 days. Ooh. One day before my birthday, March 31st, we will be in Los Angeles for... Rob and Rob Schulte and Molly McAleer's live show, the Rob and Molly Special Interest Show at Broadwater Theater in Los Angeles. I believe it's in Hollywood. I don't live there, but it looks like it's in Hollywood adjacent. Mm. And there are some special guests that are going to be there. I don't know who could possibly be a guest on the show. It's just like totally random. I have no idea. But (laughs) if you live in the area and if you're interested in... Seeing them, I know that Rob's going to do a meet and greet with him and Molly. So I think that if you're interested in meeting him, that's going to be very cool. So I just wanted to get that started before we get into everything that we will be in LA from March 30th to April 3rd. Please, you know, reach out to Lindsay, reach out to me. If you guys live in LA, we want to meet up, we want to meet people, and we want to have a lot of fun. So, all of that being said, let's get into it. All right. So, like you said, Jackson Brittany. Basically, all I want to say about this and what you were saying about the valley, which the proper trailer released uh, in the past week yes. too, right? Yes, that is, it's so. Uh, this has been a wild week of news. So mm-hmm. that trailer comes out, and I have been saying that I was already valley pilled. I was ready to watch the show, and then Brittany releases this episode with oh uh, God, what's her name? Who's the girl that she Michelle.
1: Had on Michelle. i do know her last name michelle yeah
0: so michelle's one of the cast members on the show she's featured in the trailer obviously because she's one of the main cast members and apparently i mean from the jump michelle has issues with chris and Doty, okay i don't know what oh. it was and it was so like the way that she talked about it first of all everybody baited me into listening to this damn thing Because I thought that, (laughs) foolishly, foolishly on my part, I thought that that would be the first thing, Brittany uh, uh, talking about separation be the first thing. And then she would get into it. But weirdly, she is smarter than that. And so (laughs) she did not. So I listened to the whole fucking episode. And then she announces the separation. So interesting things from the episode. I know this isn't really my lane recapping the podcast. But I do want to (laughs) say, randomly, Michelle eases in there that her daughter has a really good judge of character, and then Brittany goes, "Yeah, well, she really didn't like Kristen from the moment that she met her." And uh, Michelle goes, "Yeah, well, she has a really good judge of character." I was like, "What the fuck is going on between this girl and Kristen?" And I, I can't lie, I'm I was already invested. Then they announce the separation. Then after vehemently de- denying it last week, then we get. Uh, Jack's papped outside of, and I'm going to quote my friend, Katie shout out Katie, because she is familiar with this place. I won't dox her by saying how she's familiar, uh, Mm -hmm. training mate, which is a workout place where apparently, uh, men yell at you, uh, as you work out into a microphone. So kind of like spin cycle, I guess, but more aggressive, Okay. And there's, like, all of these flashes, like, camera flashes at Jacks, And this random British guy's like, oh, you still living together? And Jax is like, oh, uh, yeah, 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 no. Uh, m- you know, he doesn't say miscommunication, but he implies there's a miscommunication on Brittany's part. And that they're totally, like, living together. And that she was living in another house for a while. And then Brittany, uh, I guess, comes out and and her team says no for sure they're living separately. And then these pictures come out. These people are calling the paparazzi left and right. And if you don't think that these people are calling the paparazzi, I promise you they're calling the paparazzi. I promise you they are not the LA pop paps are not out there looking for Jackson, Brittany. Okay, guys, they call them. Sheena has admitted to calling them. All of these cast members do it. It is so goofy. And then they they get these pictures of Brittany in this, uh, in this shirt, in this Lil Wayne shirt, and as a mm-hmm. true Lil Wayne fan, I know for a fact this bitch doesn't know. I, I mean, she probably actually, I know her kind, and she totally does. But <laughs> it was just, it was a lot, Lindsay. I, I don't even know what to think. I will say this. Sorry to keep rambling, but I. I don't really... Do you care if it's real or not? I think that either way, they are a toxic couple. So either way, we're still going to see toxicity because they are toxic at their core, you know?
1: Yeah. The only reason why I would care is because since they do have a child involved, I would think they wouldn't do all of this for pub- publicity or a stunt, right? And so I think that's where it gets messy for me. And that's where I'm leaning more towards of, okay, I think something went down in their marriage. That's interesting. So I did not... Ryan Ryan Bailey posted a screenshot of where Brittany talked about that. So I did not listen to the whole podcast. I just went to that part. Lucky. Because I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't honestly really care about recapping the rest of it although now i am going to go back and listen to that because it's interesting about michelle and Kristen. and spoiler alert for anyone who doesn't want to know anything about the valley like skip a few seconds but the rumor is that michelle and her husband are the ones that did not make it a reality tv Made their marriage dissolve. Like they are getting a divorce. That is what <sighs> people are saying. So it's interesting that she was talking about that, like with Brittany as far as Kristen. So that would be interesting dynamic because I've heard rumors of Kristen not getting along with the other people.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and I she's kind of a- alluded to it too in her podcast well, right?
1: and I noted a while ago that Janet, Kristen and Janet were best friends. Like they said that right. in Kristen's podcast. And then at one point they stopped on following each other. <gasps> so yeah, I've noted that w- a while ago when it happened. So I was like, okay, so something, you know, went down. So it is just, and obviously the timing is wild because like you mentioned, or the, the beginning, it's the one year anniversary of Scandaval mm-hmm. and then the Valley trailer dropped and then we have this. So it's truly a wild time. I <laughs> will be, I've never been a fan of Jackson Brittany as a couple. So this is not heartbreaking to me. It is like, again, with them having a kid involved, I hope that they get whatever figured out they need to, and if they need to divorce or separate, and that is for the best for them and for crews, and that that's what they should do,
0: oh totally. I'm gonna buy Jackson Brittany go to Kentucky or whatever I'm gonna buy it. I'm just gonna do
1: it't <laughs> it, it on Peacock I don't or do you have
0: I do have peacock, yeah, no, I have every streaming service okay. to my detriment. I feel like
1: it would be on Peacock, right.
0: I feel like I don't, I don't know. I'm just going to check first that
1: first, I'm just gonna buy first <laughs> We're like, I'm just going to do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that you're absolutely right, though. I think that hopefully they make the right decision for their kid. I don't think to, I understand why people would think that it is for publicity, because the way that they are announcing it is completely for publicity. This is very strategic. It's It's That's well true. planned out. So I understand that the the thing is, like I was saying, it's not unbelievable. And some people are like, people have been saying, oh, well, you know, Jack's once he got back in the limelight, then of course he cheated. I'm willing to say may, he may or may, he may or may not have cheated. But I think Mm -hmm. that he definitely, I think that Brittany was ready to put the show behind them. I think that they were both ready to settle into parent vloggers you know mommy vlogger type vibes and when the show came back i think jacks threw everything away i think he snapped back into reality tv persona and maybe she did too because i'm not going to sit here and act like she didn't love being on television because yes she did right and i think that it, I think that the moment that they were brought back to that place, it broke them. And you know how much I hate to give Stassi credit, but if if I'm anywhere near right about that in any capacity, then there's some credence to what Stassi said about go- going back on reality television would probably break her. Because I think oh, it yeah. snaps you back into a, a certain you know, personality, a certain mindset that's... <laughs> Toxic. Also, Lindsay, when we go to L.A., Jax will be on the loose.
1: Oh, I heard <laughs> you and Elena talk about that on your <laughs> podcast and I died. I was like, everyone is on the loose. Everyone and on I, the loose. I, I personally, and I could be wrong, I don't think he necessarily cheated. I think he, like you said, back in this lifestyle, staying out late. They have a kid. Brittany mm-hmm. has also been vocal about their been trying to get crews into services right into speech services he's in school it seems like they're trying I didn't to know that,
0: actually yeah i don't i don't listen i'm sorry oh yeah so <laughs>
1: they're they've been talking about how he's seeing a speech therapist and it seems like they've been trying to get the ball rolling as far as helping him with whatever he needs help with mm-hmm. so i could see Brittany getting pissed if Jax is out all the time It could just be, it could be that. So it doesn't necessarily have to be he cheated or whatever. It could be him falling back into this party lifestyle. And Stassi even said on Jeff Lewis that she, she knows what they do and that's just not her life anymore. And I could see getting back into this space could be toxic for your relationship.
0: And as somebody who works with children and and knows how difficult a process it is to get your child into those services and how much collaboration it requires from the family. Yes. We know the parents that are out and it's no judgment, but we know the parents that are heavily involved in their social life. Let's just say that, or their maybe job. And that takes them out of being involved with the kid and it makes it so much harder even I saw it when I was working with little kids like Cruz and then all the way up through high school. It it really does. And it puts a lot of strain. And then the kid starts acting out at school because of this, that, and the third. And then, you know, he's biting the behavior aid. And then she has to go to urgent care, even though it didn't break skin. But, you know, whatever. She gets off work for the day. And I was fine. Well, so <laughs>
1: and, and, and like you said, it's so important for whatever services they have Cruz in, both parents need to be involved and need to be on the same page. Brittany and Jax have never gave me the vibe that they've ever been on the same page. Hell no. I'm sure. They're not on the same page right now. They don't even know if they're living in the same house. (laughs) Exactly. So I could only imagine, in my opinion, it probably was a struggle for Jax to even agree that that crews needed services, right? Oh, I could just see that yes. working with kids. I've seen that before with families, yes. like it. And at some point, I think it is normal because I think parents can go through this phase of like, oh, they're fine, they're fine, they're just, you know, they don't need it. They're and then you start to learn, okay, like maybe his speech is delayed and things like that. And so I could see Brittany pushing for it, and Jack's being like, no, no, like he's just a boy. Because that just and that just is Jax's language that we've we've heard before.
0: Yeah, and he's very ignorant. And I, I'm not saying that. I'm not. I understand the process of getting your child into services and understanding it and learning about it. You definitely want to know everything that you can. You want to know your rights as a parent. You want to know your child's rights. You want to understand what an IEP is. You want to understand what a 504 is. You want to understand what all these things are. So I completely understand that. I'm just saying that those things are already difficult to process. And they're so much more difficult to process when you're an ignorant moron. So mm-hmm. him being an ignorant moron, I'm sure, is like makes the whole thing difficult. I didn't know that about uh, about them uh, with Cruz. That's really interesting. Yeah,
1: Britain. Brittany has said recently that they have them in speech and I think they have a, maybe an OT too. I, I'm pretty sure she said that. So not only do you have an ignorant parent, you also have a parent who Brittany has specifically talked about with Jackson, his temper, right? So Mm -hmm. you have an ignorant parent, you have a, a, or ignorant person, and you also have someone with a temper. I could just, I could see Brittany and him just not getting along lately because mm-hmm. another thing too I noticed and this is just me again I listen to all these podcasts it's interesting right. how Brittany and Jackson Jackson <laughs> <laughs> Jax went from every episode talking about baby number two and like they were trying all this stuff and then all of a sudden it was Jax recently was on Spencer Pratt and Heidi's podcast Ooh, and 16th it, minute the tune very much changed. It was, mm. we're not trying right now, putting a pin in that. It just, the tune 100% changed. And it's just little things like that uh, you notice with. You notice with that, anytime a couple says marriage is hard, that's a big red flag that something yes. is going down.
0: Mm-hmm. And so. Jessica Beaver. Bieber.
1: Yeah. And so it just, I, although I'm not going to lie, I'm still surprised that she actually admitted it on the podcast, because I did not get that vibe last week. So I'm surprised that it was said this week. Maybe,
0: maybe. And again, this is wannabe PR, Emily Rose coming out. But (laughs) perhaps the narrative or the advice that they were following to begin with was, don't comment on it. You know, you'll get more curiosity out of the viewers if they watch the show, if they're picking up on... Little things. There's an element of mystery. They don't know like that will sustain attention longer. And then maybe the the plan changed, and it was like, well, just be honest, and maybe that won't hurt either. And I honestly don't think either way. I and I I don't. Again, I can't emphasize enough. I don't think that they're in a good relationship. So uh, to me, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's for press necessarily i just think that <laughs> they made a choice to go ahead and be honest about it which is fine with me because I'm, I'm gonna be watching either way what can i say yeah. but hopefully Cruz is okay i'm definitely interested to see how this all plays out in the press now Lindsay, before we get to the nitty-gritty the big topic the lawsuit are there any other podcasts or any other information or news that people need to tune into
1: has kristen did she drop an episode yet she no, didn't. no, I thought that was interesting. No, as far as right now, she has not dropped a recap. I mean, I think it's important to know that Katie has made statements and Ariana has made statements about Tom's comment in the New York Times article. Basically, both of them just saying he was ignorant right. and that was stupid of him. Right.
0: And we agree and with that. that. If you didn't listen to our episode yes. last week, we covered that extensively. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, very much. Other than that, I know there was some talk of Sheena just bought a house in Sherman Oaks, and it was brought up in an article that the house is only in Sheena's name, and
0: lawyers oh,
1: yeah. chimed in and were saying, oh, this could mean divorce or bankruptcy in Sheena Shay. Where well, I don't know why I just said her first and last name, but she <laughs> Shea she went on Jeff Lewis live and talked about how that she is the main breadwinner in their house. And she, this house is in her name, but it's their family home. Brock is doing all the work on it, and Brock has stated that he, you know, the next property they buy, it can be in both of their names. So doesn't sound like they're heading for divorce or anything like that but i know some people were talking about that as well well
0: it's probably the lady that was in the damn bikini shop had to put up their
1: (laughs) their (laughs) bickering goddamn but and then oh i think it's also the last thing before we get into rachel's lawsuit is sandoval on his podcast i mean you talked about this at the very beginning it sounded like he was underwater with his iphone Shaking and just, it's to me, it sounded like they recorded the podcast episode, and Jason and Schwartz were like, Oh man, before you put the episode out, you need to make sure that you apologize at the beginning of it. So he pretty much says almost verbatim his Instagram apology with the little tweaks in it, but he once again apologizes for his comments. But it just sounded very much, Oh, we need to put this in there.
0: Yeah, no, it sounded, it almost. It sounded like he had a gun to his head. I mean, you know, I mean, he was... Yeah, his
1: voice was shaky, but not in a way of he was... I don't know how to describe. You have to listen to it. It's not in a way of he was really...
0: Remorseful.
1: Yes, thank you. It was more so, I need to get this out here. Yeah. Because people are going to call me out on it.
0: Yeah, I don't know... I don't know what to say. And he, I've I've said everything I could possibly say about that shit. He he is incorrigible. I don't know what else yeah. to say. Right. Okay. Now we are going to talk. So this week, what day was it Wednesday? Or was it it couldn't have been yesterday? Was it yesterday? No, it
1: was yesterday. Yeah, Girl. yesterday. Oh, I know. Damn.
0: So yesterday, Thursday, February 29th, the leap year day. It broke that Rachel Levis is suing Tom Sandoval and Ariana, Ariana Maddox, excuse me, uh, for and Doze one through fifty for damages and injunctive relief for eavesdropping, revenge porn, invasion of privacy, and intentional infliction of emotional distress, and the a jury trial is demanded. Now, we're going to get into this. And before we do, I just want to make a couple of disclaimers. And I said this a little bit on yesterday's podcast, but one, Lindsay and I are the best. We are the most fun and very cool and love us all you want. But we are not lawyers, okay?
1: <gasps> we <Well>, are <you're> not <laughs> We're not Speak for yourself. No, we're not. We're, <laughs> not. we're not. We're not. We're not at all. At we are all. not,
0: honey. We are not. We're not lawyers. We're not.
1: Do- well, do you have a doctorate? I have my master's in social work, so I well, can, can be a therapist. I am not a lawyer. Not don't have my doctorate. So yeah,
0: I failed algebra two three times. So <laughs> I don't have a doctorate, and we're not journalists. So we are going to go through some of the things in this complaint. You can access the complaint online. I believe, Lindsay, do you know, we know how we obtained it, but how can others obtain it?
1: Well, it could be. I mean, it's on my Instagram now and it's also on other people's Instagram, but It should be public record. I think there was an issue just with the website yesterday. I kind of wonder if it was crashing maybe. Mm. But I think if you go to Los Angeles Public Records, you should be able to find it. I don't know if that's still a thing but the the full lawsuit is on my Instagram for anyone who is wanting to read it, and I do Perfect. actually recommend reading the whole thing. It Me is too. nineteen pages, but it is an easy read
0: a very easy oh, shockingly yeah. so yeah i was I was really like, I don't read a lot of things like this, so I'm not I don't either making a sweeping statement based on a whole bunch of information but this was a it's very easy to follow oh there's a lot of creative language in it i think that makes it kind of engaging i think
1: yeah do you want me to go over first what before we get into right because this is the first time we've been hearing from rachel right her full story right i can go in first what we've heard from sandoval what we've heard from ariana and then we can get into let's do it Let's do so it. as far as we know with Sandoval, he has not ever confirmed or denied anything regarding this recording. The mm-hmm. only thing that he has said on the episode of season 10, hashtag Scandable, mm-hmm. was he said, I would normally delete something like that when he, they were talking about Ariana finding something on his phone. Mm mm-hmm. So that is the only thing that he has ever said. When it comes to Ariana, Ariana, she very much has stated that she did not send it to anyone else nor show it to anyone else. Brad has also came out and said when he did the Nick McFile podcast that he never saw the video. And then specifically when Ariana was on that episode after Bethany... In Rachel's interview, Ariana went on shenanigans and they Mm -hmm. talked about it. And in that, she specifically said, and also to be very clear, I have not shown or sent that video. I don't have it. I did not hold on to it for any reason. That video was gone, gone, gone before I even called her on the phone. And we all seem to have this memory because I've talked to multiple people and I listened to all the podcasts today. (laughs) She did her research, honey. I read my recaps. I watched what happens live. I watched the Scandal episode. I watched the reunion episode because we all seem to have this memory of Ariana saying somewhere that she sent the video to herself. And then she sent it to Rachel to show her that she knew about the affair. However, I cannot specifically find anywhere where Ariana has said that. What I just read to you, she did say that she did not hold on to it for any reason. So I feel like that could mean it could mean different things, right? It could mean that it was just on Tom's phone and she saw it. Or it could mean that she did send it to her phone. Rachel is claiming, and she said this in the Bethany interview, that That night, Ariana texted Rachel two screen recordings of the video Mm -hmm. and then said, you're dead to me. And so that is where the, because people are very upset. They understand Rachel going after Sandoval. They don't understand her going after Ariana. And I was very much in that camp because I was kind of taken about when I saw Ariana's name, because you know, right. I'm a huge fan of Ariana. Right. A part of me wonders, because I've talked to some other lawyers that have been messaging me. And one of the theories is potentially they could be going, they need Ariana to get to Tom because mm-hmm. Ariana, without that, Rachel would have not known the video existed. Right. right. And so they said, may they may need the ariana stuff to get time for emotional if he hadn't saved and let ariana access his phone this never would have came out and since there's no record of him sending it or talking about it they have to show how it got out and so also i mean here's the thing rachel and her team they may want They may have evidence on their side, and they want discovery to happen to where they go through records. Mm. However, Ariana also will have to plead her case, and she may be able to show that she didn't send it to anyone. I think the tricky part is if she did send it to herself and then to Rachel, I personally always took that as, well, yeah, she was heated in the moment, and she wanted to prove to Sandoval and to Rachel that like, I know about this, you cannot lie about it, because I do think they would have tried to. So I'm wondering, but again, I get it, you send it just once, that is against the law. So that's where it's really tricky. So that's kind of the overview as far as what Sandoval has said, and then what Rachel, I'm sorry, what Ariana has said when it comes to this.
0: You know what I just wondered, Lindsay, and we've Mm. been talking about this offline, and I have been actually wrong a couple of times today. Have you listened to Sandoval's podcast? Have you re-listened to, like, is it possible that Sandoval is the one who said, and then I guess she, like, sent it to herself, you know, or whatever,
1: and then she sent it to herself, and then she, like, sent it to Sheena and fucking Raquel, you know? I'll go back and listen to, the only episode I could see him saying that would be the Howie Mandela episode. Right, right. So I'll go back and listen to that. Oh, God bless and if you. Any, and if it, anyone <laughs> listening to this, if you find, because we all seem to have this thought of no, Ariana I saying, definitely that, was
0: under that impression. Yes,
1: it's not. A lot of people think it's on the caller daddy interview. It's not. It's not, and it's not even like it was edited out. Someone did a recap of the interview right when it came out. It's not in the recap. It's so, not on
0: Kristen's, which is what I originally thought. And we I listened to that.
1: Kristen's, yeah, mm-hmm. and so. It, it, it very much could be that when we heard Rachel on the Bethany interview, that maybe we just formed that picture. I, I don't, I don't know. But again, right. this will be something. Either parties, there is. We live in a world where there's a digital footprint, so right. they both will be able to show it. And I know St. Bill Hub brought up because in that podcast with Ariana and Sheena, Ariana brought up that when Rachel's lawyer sent out the cease and desist for anyone to not send out the video and all that stuff. Ariana sent all the stuff like to her lawyer to show like she did not have the video. Right. That very much could be I don't think at that time they had like they were able to access phone records. Now this with the lawsuit what's going to happen next is they're going to have what's called discovery and that's where they can look through all the stuff and phone records will be looked at and so again Ariana will be able to show, like, here's what my records are, and they can go from there.
0: Yeah, I think it, it's the age-old tale with with where we are with these people right now with Vanderpump Rules. I don't fault Ariana for giving herself proof of yeah. something like right, like wouldn't wouldn't you? I think anybody, especially if you'd been being lied to for some time, you would, you would want your own, you would covet that. You would want to have the proof for yourself so that you can do with it what you will. Now, should she, if she, if this is true, if she sent it to herself, would it have been, should she have like sent it or showed it to anyone else? Absolutely not. And that's. That's an argument to be made for Sheena as well. Back in the day, with uh, Stassi's sex tape, you know it was alleged that Sheena was showing people. I don't believe that she sent it to anyone, and I believe Stassi has has confirmed that Sheena did not send it to anyone, but that she showed it to people. Right. And that's really inappropriate. And so, do I fault Ariana for sending it to herself? I don't. But this is one of these things, I feel like there's so many circumstances that have been going on with them that I'm like, these are the lessons that I'm literally helping teach these high schoolers. It's like, yeah, be careful what you do on the Internet. Don't share this shit. Someone will get you. They will get you. Well, with the our kids, it's more like CP. But right. when it comes to explicit photos, don't don't do anything with it. You know, obviously, Rachel was recorded without her consent. That is what she is alleging in this, that right. she did not know. Honestly, even if he said, you know, I might record you or something like that. She would have no no way of knowing if he did or not. So it's right. just and I don't think that he would. I feel like him recording it for himself, for his own purposes is like very him and i think well, that he would be thrilled by the secret that he's keeping that's he my opinion
1: he literally said he normally deletes stuff like this like that right so bro what has been on your phone i right. can only i can only imagine and they get and into that, that in this complaint too yeah and that's a to let everyone know when reading this we're very much we're going to have our thoughts and opinions we're going to mm. be a try try to be as objective As we can, but I'm also aware of my biases. Like when it comes to Ariana, I met Mm -hmm. her, I've been a fan of her. So I'm trying to consider that while also we've heard Ariana's side. Now we're going to hear Rachel's side, and ultimately it's going to be decided in court. Do Mm. I think this is actually going to go to a jury trial? I don't. I think it's going to go to mediation. I think that's going to be settled, but we shall see. And so the The issue is I, from my understanding of the the law with this, even if Ariana just sent it to herself and then sent it to Rachel, then that is considered under the law, like distribution of these,
0: video, revenge I mean, porn. these yeah. yeah,
1: revenge porn. And then the bigger thing is Rachel, I don't has alluded to knowing somehow that she believes Rachel or Ariana sent or showed this video to other people. And that's what it says on the first page. It says does one through 50 and someone on my Instagram asked who that what that meant and the Bravo docket got to shout them out. Keep an eye out on them. I'm sure they're going to release a podcast episode about I the lawsuit. So. Yeah. They explain their lawyers. They explain things so well. I love them so much but they said it's because you don't know their identities now, but want to leave a placeholder in case you learn them through discovery, or learn, or learn your act. You have actual claims against people you do know. So basically, what that means is when they get into the discovery process and they see things like this was sent to this person, right. that person then can be evolved Is okay. basically what that right? I'm, yeah, this yeah, is What I say that means.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess people are confused because they're like, why name them if you're not going to reveal who they are? But also, they don't know th- yet. They don't know. And yeah. also, they, yeah, right, they don't know. And they also don't know if they would even need these people to be publicly available. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. I, so, I. I I see that as, let's say they go to the phone record and they say, I'm just going to make up a name. They say, this was sent to John. Then mm-hmm. they're probably going to pull up John's record. Did John send it to anyone? If he did, then he becomes part of the lawsuit. That's like right. where my brain goes. Yeah, And yeah, yeah. so they don't, again, by them saying this, they're just saying, we believe that through discovery and looking through phone records, Rachel's team believes that they are going to find something. So more people could be named. 50 people like yeah how do you did they i'm curious why they well, came up I, with that number or what or is i that think just the is standard
0: what i think well maybe it's a standard or rachel said these are the people that i know have said to me or to others that they saw the video mm. and they're not going to name those people because they don't have proof so mm-hmm. it's like somewhere between one and 50 people there should be some proof maybe that's what it is yeah Okay, so, all right. So that's what we know of what Tom has said. That's what we know of what Ariana has said. So is it time, I guess, to get into what Rachel has said? All right. I guess I'm going to read, I'm going to go ahead and read the preliminary statement just to set us up. And then we're not going to read the entire thing. I don't think we might end up doing that, but we are going to, we both have highlighted some things and we'll get into that. The preliminary statement: Plaintiff Rachel Levis is a former cast member on Vanderpump Rules, a reality television show produced by Evolution Media and broadcast by Bravo Media, an asset of NBC Universal. This case arises from a scandal of epic proportions, starting in March 2023, stemming from an affair between Levis and another cast member, Tom Sandoval, Sandoval, as it became as it came to be known went instantly viral and was a subject of extraordinary press coverage even in the mainstream media. Scandival injected new life into a previously faltering series, causing its viewership to explode to unseen levels and making its cast members mega-celebrities. Due to a narrative deliberately fomented by Bravo evolution in the cast, Levis became an object of public scorn and ridicule. To be clear, Levis has repeatedly acknowledged that her actions were morally objectionable and hurtful to Maddox. She has offered numerous apologies. There is more to the story, however. Lost in the mix was that Levis was the victim of a predatory and dishonest behavior of an older man who recorded sexually explicit videos of her without her knowledge or consent, which were then distributed, disseminated and discussed publicly by a scorned woman seeking vengeance, catalyzing the scandal. Levis ultimately checked herself into a mental health facility and remained there for 3 months while Bravo Evolution and the cast milked the interest, milked the interest her exorcisation her had peaked. To make matters worse, Levis was misled by Bravo and Evolution into believing that she was contractually barred from speaking out about her mistreatment. As a result, she suffered in silence as Bravo and Evolution watched viewership explode and the rest of the cast enjoyed unseen levels of public recognition and professional opportunity. Meanwhile, Levis, who was humiliated and villainized for public consumption, remains a shell of her former self with her career prospects stunted and her reputation in tatters. Having taken the time to necessary to having taken the necessary time to heal mentally and emotionally, Levis brings this action at long last to attain a measure of justice so that has so far eluded her. <sighs> All right, couple of things in here. I don't know what you have highlighted, Lindsay, but for me, the first thing that I highlighted was that Levis was. It's after point two, or what? What do you call it? Chapters? It's not chapters. It's. Uh, I have
1: no clue. I just mm, say one, two, or three. Yeah, not, gonna, I don't know. Yeah, it's
0: numbered a certain way, child. So <laughs> Levis was a victim of the predatory and dishonest behavior of an older man. Now that is language, in my opinion, that is meant to uh, evoke an image of someone and perhaps paint a certain narrative of what was going on i will be honest i i don't know that his being an older man is what made him predatory i think that it was less about his age in this particular instance. Obviously, we know that that can absolutely be the, the situation, but I don't think that their age gap had so much to do with it as his being older and experienced within the reality television world. I think that that is what made him predatory because I think that he wanted to groom as a wrong choice of words here when i'm trying to make a different point but he wanted to cultivate her into a reality star and he wanted to persuade her and manipulate her to get some ratings to be fun or whatever i think in some ways so i don't know that his age is really what's up
1: no i don't think it's really his age it's more so we see him he seems to really fond over women who are down in the dumps. Mm-hmm. We had Ariana, her father just passed away. Yep. That is when they became really close. Rachel broke off her engagement. It yeah. seemed she was in a really dark place. He seems to see these women and be like, "Ooh, I can shape them into how I want them." I don't know how they could have worded that, but it is an interesting choice that the language they use, predatory and dishonest behavior of an older man. That was very much, they very much decided to go with that language. To me, this (laughs) preliminary statement very much reads as something for the media to pick pick apart.
0: Right, right, right. It's well written. It is... It's attention grabbing. It was fun to read. I'm not going to lie to you guys. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But it doesn't have a whole lot of, we we haven't really gotten into it yet. Right. And then another piece that I highlighted, and then you can tell me what you did. Levis was misled by Bravo and evolution into believing that she was contractually barred from speaking out about her mistreatment. Now I did speak to Raquel's publicist about this because I have been following you guys know that you guys know that I've I'm a Raquel Rachel Stan right (laughs) like I haven't been super uh chill about that so I've been following her and I reached out and just asked what I could ask there were some questions that I asked that she could not answer and when we get there we'll get there but what I did ask her was will through this if this goes to trial will we get to see what terms specifically prevented her from speaking out? Because this comes up a couple of times in this complaint. And she said, yes, she believes so. Now, she is not a lawyer either. She is a publicist. So I'm not saying take it with a grain of salt, but I think that she wanted to be very clear with me that she cannot, when it particularly when it pertains to the lawsuit, she can't, speak on that but she did this particular thing i think because it's because it's something that rachel can speak out about herself she doesn't have to be tied to the lie i think she said that we should be able we will find out exactly what what happened there
1: did that make sense yeah i think it did and we it goes it goes more into detail later on in the lawsuit when we get to the actual allegations as far as what Rachel saying she wasn't allowed to say per Bravo. And it's also, again, I highlighted exactly what you talked about. Mm. And again, where I get kind of confused, Rachel is not suing Bravo. She's nice. not suing Evolution. No. She's not suing NBC. So it's interesting when we get into more allegations because Bravo is very much brought up. So I'm almost so I don't know. One, I'm wondering, is there eventually going to be a lawsuit against Bravo? Or two, did they need to bring this all up in case things need to be unlocked in Discovery? As far as we'll get into Rachel saying what happened at her apartment. Right. So that, I'm not going to lie, that does confuse me a little bit because Bravo is mentioned a lot in this lawsuit. But once again, they're not being sued. And I am very curious as far as Rachel saying she was told by her contract what's in her contract she was not allowed to speak on a lot of things that confuses me because during this time everyone else was speaking about things and so I'm very curious what language was used I'm also very curious and we'll get more into this later because me and you have talked about how literal Rachel Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. so I'm just so curious as far as if these conversations come out, what they very much do look like.
0: Well, and take notice when we're reading through this, Levis was misled into believing that she was contractually obligated. She was under the impression is the wording that they use later on. She was, uh, I don't, I think they use the word coerced. She Mm -hmm. was, they don't say bullied, but they, the wording that they use is not, the contract says she can't speak out. The wording is from what she could make of the contract. She didn't feel like she could speak out. And I will say this and I want to be very objective, but I will say this contracts can be funny and they can, they can be misleading. And if you are not in the game for a long time of whatever industry you're in, if you're in a contract Mm -hmm. If you don't have a lawyer, you can over, you can threat people put threatening language in contracts all the time, not because it's legally binding, but because they want to minimize people that are going to do things they don't want you to do, which is like no shit, obviously. But a lot of times the wording in these things seems like it's a legally binding order, but it's, it's not, it's just trying to scare you. It's a scare tactic. So I don't know what Bravo's contracts have. the The publicist doesn't know what the contracts say. She or she might know, but she's she's not revealing what they say. Right. But I just know from my experience with contracts that this is not unbelievable to me that someone would be uh, confused.
1: Well, and from my understanding, I think has anyone actually ever gotten a copy? I know there's been whispers of what maybe things are in like the housewife contracts. Has Mm -hmm. anyone actually ever gotten? a copy or any kind of understanding of what really is in these contracts or is it a lot of just, Hmm. yeah, I would love to read one. (laughs) Me too. I would die. I would die to read one. Also, (laughs) right.
0: We would be remiss not to mention that this is coming in the midst of a few different things that have come out in Bravo recently that these lawyers that are handling this case are the same lawyers of our are, are Bethany Frankel's lawyers or have worked with her. The, I looked up one of the people that are on here, Jason sunshine. And he is a powerful, powerful man in New York. Let's just put it that way. Okay. I don't know uh, if he's, I don't know if he's affiliated with sunshine sacks, which is a, well, that's a, publicity agency so i don't know but all of that to say keep an eye on these people because they don't they they know what they're doing so we well, kind of made jokes about the wording but these people are legit
1: now are they the same lawyers that are with leah and brandy or no
0: with brandy yes uh not okay yeah
1: yes okay okay yep
0: and and I said Bethany already. So and guys, I can't I cannot get into it, but just know that there are other things going on in the Bravo world right now that are all not great. With Leah, it is targeted at Andy Cohen. Oh, and Brandy obviously. They're both targeting and then there's a portion of this that is literally all about Andy, so we'll get there. Okay. Oh yeah. So with the parties, this basically just lists the people that are involved. So we have, we've already talked about that, Ariana, Tom Sandoval, and Doe's 1 through 50. The next piece is jurisdiction and venue. This is where, where it's taking place. Uh, it notes that that the it's going to take place in California because the majority of it takes place in California. And I think at one point it says that there's reason, reasonable cause to believe that even if it's People are not in less necessarily California that this is a California vibe. So am I wrong with that? Am I right?
1: No. Would say that again. Sorry.
0: Oh, I was just saying that this is all in California.
1: Oh, yeah. That's the vibe okay. that I also got as well. Sorry. I, my no, mind totally went fine. blank for us. <laughs>
0: no, you're fine. It's late.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: All right. The next piece. Now this is where we really get into it. Yeah. General allegations. The hostile, the first general allegation, a the hostile and unsafe working environment on Vanderpump rules. There's a lot of, in my opinion, fluffy language for a minute, just kind of setting the scene of what sir is, who Vanderpump, who Lisa Vanderpump is, what the restaurants are. It lists that Rachel was a cast member from 2016 to 2023 and that she made her first appearance. This is note 15 piece 15. Levis made her first appearance on the show as the girlfriend of cast member James Kennedy, a DJ prone to violent outbursts and grappling with longstanding substance abuse issues and emotional dysregulation. Kennedy would regularly berate Levis falsely accuse her of cheating and act in a generally unhinged manner, which is an understatement. Some of this was captured on camera. Some was not. Levis eventually warned Kennedy that she would leave him if he did not stop drinking. However, she soon learned that his despicable behavior was not solely a function of alcohol abuse. Now, trigger warning for this next piece, because this really made me uncomfortable. Yeah. At Thanksgiving with Levis's family in Arizona, Kennedy erupted at Levis's mother and father and kicked her family dog four times in an uncontrollable rage. In 2021, Levis ended their relationship and broke off their engagement. Kennedy's history of violent and dangerous behavior was well known by Bravo Evolution and the cast. Kennedy once physically assaulted then cast member Kristen Doty on camera. The footage, however, never aired. Nor has Kennedy faced any repercussions for his actions, which would otherwise be fireable at a minimum, due in part to the intervention of his powerful ally, Lisa Vanderpump, who has served as his protector.
1: Yeah, I think we should stop there. (laughs) Yeah, we gotta stop there. So
0: Rachel talks about this Thanksgiving dinner she talks about it in season 10 on the way back from Lake Havasu or on the way back from Vegas or wherever they were yes and she's kind of she she's now told us that she was like hungover and she was having anxiety which is the worst and girl I feel for you she has a breakdown in the car and she talks about this awful thing that like I think this was it right am I making this up this is that's when she no. breaks down, right? No. And
1: I And I believe, I don't know. Well, I know we didn't see it, but I believe she also said in a podcast, she didn't go quite into all the details right. with Lala and Katie and Christina Kelly. But mm-hmm. I believe she said she has told this story to Ariana and Sheena and Jenny T. Like she mentioned, that they know the real reason why she broke off the engagement. Now, obviously, there still could have been more that happened this Thanksgiving night, but we're now getting one piece of it, which I think is interesting because Rachel on her podcast, if you remember, specifically said that she has two boundaries that are very important to her. One is physical violence. So that's Mm -hmm. why she said she cut Sheena off and two, hurting animals. So we are now hearing for the first time Rachel specifically say that James Kennedy kicked the family dog four times and I need to go on a little rant for a minute because go. I'm seeing some comments on Reddit and I need to address this real quick because mm-hmm. I think it's very easy for people to say, well, if that was my dog, I would have called the cops or I would have did this. Mm-hmm. You do not know until you're in a situation like that, that it is. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. It is mm-hmm. alarming to me how many times James's behavior has been brought up, and people's first reaction is, why didn't the woman do something? Because in that moment, if let's say they would have called the cops or whatever, I don't know what the cops would have done if they were like, he kicked the dog four times." They Literally. do not usually respond to things like that. In my experience with the no, interactions i've I've had not like this, but I just picturing how they would react. If yep. you are saying, well, then why didn't she just leave? Rachel, in my opinion, in what this lawsuit is saying, it seemed like she was in a very toxic and abusive relationship. Yes. You cannot just leave that. It's even Rachel said in her podcast, she had to take steps to make sure she was safe. Yep. And she sounds like she did that. So again, when I read this, my mind did not go well, why didn't Rachel just leave? Or if if my partner would have done that to my dog, I would have did this and that and that. It sounds like this happened. That was her breaking point. And then she took the proper safe steps to safely get out. She even said that she waited what James was out of town or something. And yep. she started to pack things. She left the engagement ring like there, yep. all this stuff. So I just, I just need that to be known that it It is really easy to say that stuff, but unless you're in a situation, you, you can't not just say that stuff. And I need people to focus more on James's behavior when it comes to this. That's, yeah. that's all I got to say.
0: And if you're fixing your fingers to go on Reddit and talk about How you would the the thing that I think bothers me about these, the people that say stuff like that is that in any other circumstance, not everyone, obviously, there's always going to be the trolls, there's always going to be the ignorant people. But I feel like there are a lot of people that are so personally triggered at the idea of a, a girlfriend of yours sleeping with your man or triggered by the idea that maybe everyone on the show is a piece of shit maybe james might be funny but the funny guy can also be really fucking awful yeah you're so triggered by that that if you saw this in any other circumstance you were screaming me too out here in these streets several years ago you were at the damn women's march for god's sake you don't fucking like trump you don't vote for trump neither do i i but i'm just saying you feel you stand for all these things and then when There's a situation of this random reality television star. You're like, well, if it was me, I would have taken the dog. Or why didn't she tell anyone sooner? Or, well, if she was really like that upset, if he was really that bad. Literally, I don't know what you guys are actually saying. But what you're saying is, well, it couldn't have been that bad because then she would just leave. And everybody knows that victims of abuse just leave. I know y'all are not that fucking dumb. And it is. It's it's dumb. It's ignorance. It's stupidity that makes people say things like that. There well, are certain yeah. things and there are certain circumstances where I understand we do have to be. We can't lean into every gut feeling that we have all the time because there's a lot from these people that we don't know and we don't understand. But at the end of the day, like, what about James Kennedy? Do you see on television that? would make you really wonder if it's true. That's what I don't understand.
1: Yeah, and I think you need to sit with people who really think that James is funny and really enjoy him. I think it's okay to sit with those uncomfortable feelings and being like, oh man, this makes me really uncomfortable. I really like James on the show. So I'm going to need to process this
0: because
1: I think when we first like people, when we when we get attached to these people on the show or we like them, I think our automatic reaction is to defend them. And I've seen sure. that a lot with Ariana right now because yeah. she is mentioned in this lawsuit. I think that is a natural feeling. I think, again, we can sit with that uncomfortable feeling and we can also ultimately, again, decide, okay, again, this is now in the court of law. So things are going to come out and things are going to be looked at. I think it's okay for us to kind of sit back and watch that. But when it, again, when it comes to James Kennedy, it is just so interesting the way that people automatically seem to, because they do it with Kristen too. They seem to go after her first instead of James. And I'm not even saying to go after him, but just kind of sit in your feelings of like, you know what? We have seen some of this behavior with James This really should not be that shocking. And then again, we're now, reading for the first time, something that happened at Thanksgiving. And then it goes into the Kristen Doty part, which I wanted to ask you, do you Mm -hmm. think Kristen Doty knew about this particular lawsuit? Or do you think they just grabbed this because of what's been out on Instagram and things like that? But just, you know, Kristen said recently on a podcast, things will be coming soon to light. So I'm wondering if she, maybe she didn't know about the whole thing right as far mm-hmm. as but i'm wondering if they talk to her
0: what do you think i when i was reading this i wondered the same thing i'm really not sure because it is interesting how the timing has lined up right with
1: yes with what yeah. she said with and then what this. she
0: said and if you guys don't know last week on her podcast when she was or two weeks ago she was right she was recapping yeah it was episode. her last
1: recap with ryan yep. bailey
0: Okay, so she was recapping the episode, and she said that things would come out about well, actually no, because she said it on that one with her boyfriend as well, where she, he said the Mr. beats women, d j beats women, and yeah. then she said, you know, well, that you know, well, allegedly it's not allegedly, but y'all will hear about that soon, and then she said the same thing on, so anyway, she's been saying it. <laughs> it's my point i I have a hard time believing she didn't know. I mm-hmm. feel like that's, if you're going to name somebody like that, that she's, and she's not in trouble, I don't know. I feel like she would, I feel like they would have to let her know. I mean, they don't have to do anything. Okay. Right. No one has to do anything here, but I feel like she knows, but maybe not. She hasn't released an episode. I know that that's like a goofy thing to point out, but it is interesting. The timing.
1: The timing is always interesting when it comes mm-hmm. to these people. You know, we're always to understand that, but. And I'll
0: go ahead and and read this next part. In 2021, after three seasons as a recurring character, Levis was cast as a lead. At the same time, however, Levis was in a vulnerable state due to the breakdown of her engagement with Kennedy, which is catalyzed by his chronic substance abuse, emotional instability, and controlling behavior. While she had previously moderated her alcohol intake because of Kennedy's heavy drinking, Levis began drinking much more heavily in the aftermath of their breakup. Levis was encouraged to do so by production and Sandoval who believed it would make for better television and and readily provided alcohol for her consumption. I I highlighted that just because part of what has been part of the quote reality reckoning was Bravo pushing their cast members to drink because it will loosen them up. It will make them more prone to say things they normally wouldn't say. It makes for better drama. People get more hyped up when they're drinking so that is an allegation that's come out against Bravo, but again, this is not about Bravo, and they they make a point to say by production and Sandoval, who I yeah. uh, believe to make for better TV. Mm-hmm.
1: I thought that was interesting. I'm curious again, and I I don't even know necessarily if the as far as the lawsuit, if anything will be investigated with that, because again, it's not against Bravo. But I am curious, like, Levis was encouraged to do so by production in Sandoval. I'm just always curious what wording people use, right? Because mm-hmm. I know from listening to Rachel and how we talked about how she takes things very literal and how she interprets things. I'm just very curious as far as, like, what that encouragement looks like and Particular with Sandoval, he was just like, "Oh, just you know, drink a little, we'll loosen you up." And obviously, Rachel was in a vulnerable state, right? She states very much how her mental health was not well during this point. Yeah,
0: and have I talked about with you? Have I talked about when I filmed for a Bravo show once?
1: <gasps> the blind date. The, yes. yes, yes, yes. We yes. talked about. I think it was one of the first episodes I was on. We talked about that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because when I filmed for that it was in 2018, it never aired. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs>
1: trust me. I wasn't
0: very. Uh, they made it very clear I wasn't being very interesting. When <laughs> I auditioned for that show, I w- it was during COVID or no, it wasn't during COVID. Girl, please, it was way <laughs> before COVID. But it was online. It was via some sort of Zoom or something, mm-hmm. and it was an online audition. And I was drunk when oh, I did yeah. it. And then when it came time for that, for I made it. And then when I actually filmed, I didn't want to drink because I was afraid. And I was like, I want to have complete control of how I look, which is not does not make for good reality TV. OK. And right. when I tell you they had so much liquor and they were constantly offering me drinks, it's very subtle. It's not okay. like they're not like, you know, they might not say something like. Well, you better drink up because this is boring as fuck. They're not like la la about it. Okay. But they are. There's there's like I specifically remember one of the producers being like, you just seem really nervous and frustrated. Like, do you want us to get you something to drink? And I mean, this was every like 20, 30 minutes. They had a PA asking me if I wanted something to drink. Now, I did not drink. Okay. I did. I chose not to. That does not mean that everyone will make that choice that does not mean that if i had chosen to drink that that would be on the producers right because it's still my choice but there is definitely i there's merit in my experience to there with with bravo and i don't even remember the production company so i can't even speak to evolution yeah but there's some merit to there being alcohol readily available and to there being an idea in the air of well if you drink you might quote unquote loosen up And Mm -hmm. I think that's what they that's what they wanted, right? They for a dating show, they want you to throw a drink on the guy, you know, that's what they want. So I didn't do that.
1: I think mental state is a huge component of that. Because I can think about times in my life in my early 20s, when I was really going through it, I very much drank a lot to not think about stuff. Yeah. And so while we still ultimately i made my own decisions right like i chose to drink and do that stuff but i also have been kinder to myself as i got older because i reflect on like i was not good in a mental and mentally in a place so again i think that's where with reality shows and ethics like it is it gets messy as far as like is it production's job to step in if they notice someone who seems to be struggling maybe they didn't notice that Rachel was struggling right or if we really are filming these people's true lives then should we get you know involved I know there's right. been things on like the real world where yeah. they had a season where I believe the girl drove drunk or something yeah. and that was a huge thing and so it's like Okay, or we just saw this past year on um, Below Deck where production stepped in. So it's this fine line of like, you know, there seems to be there's some clear cut things as far as when production cuts in, right? right? But if someone does seem mentally not doing their best, or if they notice like, hmm, this person seems to be drinking more, right? do they need to step in? Or they are filming these people's lives, this is a part of it. That's where I think it gets kind of murky for me.
0: Definitely. Okay.
1: So the next part of this lawsuit starts to talk about the actual affair. And we actually have a date of when Levis and Sandoval started sleeping together. So the lawsuit says, On or about August 10th, 2022, Levis and Sandoval began sleeping together. The affair continued a pace as Sandoval's relationship with Maddox further deteriorated. And then it says the affair started out as this, while it was stated that it was a secret, in fact was well known to many cast members and suspected by others. Levis and Sandoval were not particularly discreet. Levis is informed and believes and on such information and belief, um, Alleges that Maddox knew about it early as the fall of 2022. Indeed, in December of 2022, Maddox scolded Levis and Sandoval for being handsy in public and admonishing them to save the story for season 11. So, basically, Rachel is saying that this affair wasn't that much of a secret, and I. This part to me is. A little confusing. And if so, for the timeline for people, so she is saying that Ariana may have known as early as fall of 2022. So season 10 wrapped in September of 2022. Mm Rachel on her podcast talked about how she really regretted that conversation that she had with Ariana asking her about Sandoval and her sex life because that was a moment she really realized that Ariana didn't know about her and Sandoval. So then it's interesting that this lawsuit says that she, Ariana knew as early as fall 2022. And then this whole incident in December, 2022, she's saying Levis and Sandoval scolded them for being, for being handsy and then said, save it for save the story for season 11. And that part to me, it just really stands out to me. Because my in, my instinct as an Ariana fan, like, there's no way in hell I could picture her saying that. Right. And I do remember this. There were there are a lot of weird stories during this time. I think even Ariana mentioned or Lala mentioned that there was an incident where where Sandoval and Rachel were in bed together, and mm-hmm. Ariana made a comment like, "This is inappropriate. Like, stop doing it."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so. Again, I've always took it as, you know, I think Ariana turned like turned a blonde eye to a lot of things. But for Rachel to ver- ver- verbatimly say that Ariana made this comment of save the story for season 11, that is opening up such a huge can of worms. Yeah. It's basically saying that, if she even said like some cast members knew about this affair. So then at that point, it's not an affair that you know what I mean of all these people know so that again that is just so interesting to me and I don't my 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 brain cannot compute that if I'm honest it just doesn't seem like something to me so that seems uh, like an incident sorry that seems like I just again I wonder if a moment of sarcasticness or something being literally taken I don't know I don't know
0: For the little BTS for our listeners, I had to step away for just a second. Did you read all of, did you finish that portion?
1: I just read through 2021 and then I was getting to 22 because that's when I was going to talk about the up and out of stuff. But I just was focusing on as far as when she's saying Ariana found out and specifically her saying, save the story for season 11. Because that is alluding to a lot.
0: Yeah, so this is what the okay taking this at its word, which I'm going to do in this moment. The only context that I could see Ariana saying that in, in jest almost or sarcastically, so painting a picture, if Tom and Raquel are like being handsy or flirtatious in front of Ariana mm-hmm. and Ariana is not bothered by it. She's not like worried. She does not think that Sandoval is going to leave her for this girl. Right. And she jokingly says, Oh my God, what are you guys like in love or like, guys, stop flirting. You should say that for season 11. If there were indeed talks that after season 10 was up in the air, that season 11 might not happen. Because there was nowhere going with the story, I can see a circumstance where Ariana would jokingly say, "Like, oh well, that would be a storyline." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the the truth is, or what I believe to be the truth is, there are a lot of there is a lot of irony in these kind of circumstances where you look back and things that you say and do are weirdly aligned i don't Mm -hmm. think that that's out of this world so do i i i'm not gonna say that i believe that she was plotting to save this affair for the cameras but can i see a circumstance where she said something like that yeah and does that (laughs) if you're trying to sue somebody would you use their words against them yeah (laughs)
1: Yeah, and, the, and and I at that point, again, I don't really know as far as a lot of this a lot of this stuff again seems to be more of I don't know, giving a background, context of a story, but once again, they're not suing Bravo or Evolution or as far as the whole the affair itself is not a part. You know what I mean? As far as like the yeah. the actual what she's suing for. And so Then we get into, at that time, Vanderpump Rules was facing an uncertain future. Interest among the public had worn, and the plot had grown stale. Maddox, in particular, was reportedly on the chopping block. In the absence of a sticky new storyline, there's ever reason to believe that Vanderpump Rules would have been canceled. Maddox was aware of these pressures as Sandoval, and both were heavily invested financially uh, and reputationally in the show remaining on air. By extension, if their relationship was already on the rocks and if Sandoval was intent on brazenly carrying out an illicit affair with another cast member, they had every incentive to leverage these salacious threads into the storyline of Vanderpump Rules. So, back to Ariana being on the chopping block. So, Up and Adam made a video a few weeks ago. I cannot remember the date. And he... It's interesting that he talked about this. So, he said that there was rumors going around that Ariana was supposed to be axed after season 10 of APR. Mm. They told her she didn't have a real storyline, and allegedly Lisa had an on-camera conversation with somebody else talking about if she doesn't step it up, she'll be axed from the show, and Sandoval was the only one saving her. That's how they got the sandwich shop in play, and then Scandal happened. So that's really interesting timing i do not know who adam heard that from i do not know where rachel heard this from but to me it sounds like they heard it from somebody either close in the group or someone in the vpr universe about the story of ariana being on the chopping block but that has never been a topic before like i said adam up and adam just released that video and then i'm seeing it in this lawsuit and i was just like this is interesting
0: you know when you retell that story because we've talked a little bit about it but my question is well i have lots, <laughs> but the first Same. one is why would Gleeza vanderpump have an on-camera conversation with someone about Ariana not stepping it up for the show.
1: I know. Unless they just mean it happened to be. And on
0: camera and they ended up cutting it.
1: Or like they just were filming something else and then that also happened to be on camera. Right, right, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, or they were having a conversation if that was their narrative for season 10, if they were setting it up somehow for her not to be on the show. Mm. So maybe, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like, if Lisa was actually saying this on camera, maybe she had to say certain things for them to edit it together to paint whatever picture. I don't, I don't know that this, again, this is all just, if we're, if we're taking at word of what they're saying, right. Yeah. that, Ariana was on the on the chopping block up and on inside a conversation was had. That is the confusing part because we're not gonna see on the show Lisa being like, oh, Ariana's not stepping her pussy up for a storyline.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not gonna see that.
1: So <laughs> sorry. I have to find some humor in this because this is all <sighs> like fucked up shit.
0: So it is. And uh, wait, can I say something really quick? No, you're good. Uh, Go this is the hardest part for me to believe. And, you know, I, I will believe a lot. This is the hardest thing for me to believe. It just doesn't make sense. I have obviously come up with a way that it could make sense. Cause that's what I keep doing. But right. my instinct with this was they're not going to fire Sandoval. Right. So in what circumstance would, Sandoval be on the show and Ariana be, quote, on the chopping block. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a couple of things. So they would maybe not fire her, but reducing her screen time and focusing the narrative largely on Schwartz and Sandy's Sandoval touring and kind of write her out as someone who has the focus. Right. Another theory that I have concocted (laughs) is... If indeed there were behind the scenes or behind closed doors issues with Tom and Ariana, and Tom said that they broke up in February for a brief amount of time, perhaps there was a conversation to the extent of, well, if you guys are not going to be together, if you guys are broken up, then we're not going to pick up Ariana. We're just going to go with Tom. So that is uh, a a possible way. But in general, I don't believe that with the circumstances that we are to understand that Tom and Ariana are in this strong relationship. they are talking about kids. they are talking about, you know, the house and all these things that that they would just cut Ariana on the chopping block, which does not to me indicate they're cutting her screen time. That to me indicates they're cutting her out of the show. But again, maybe it is just cutting screen time, focusing less on her, focusing less on their relationship.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and also if Ariana, let's say if like after season ten, Ariana and Sandoval did just break up, I don't think the audience would just be okay with season eleven. And we just see Sandoval. We don't ever hear, you know what I mean? From like that just doesn't does not make sense to me. But somehow, again, up and Adam has heard that rumor. And now in this lawsuit, it's in there. So the story came from somewhere. Where I do not know. So I'm curious if that will also come out eventually. Okay.
0: So next piece. Next big piece, next section. Yeah. B. Sandoval and Maddox record and distribute illicit videos of Levis. On or about on or about March 1st, 2023, Sandoval was performing with his cover band at TomTom Tom in West Hollywood when his phone pur- purportedly fell from his pocket and slid, unlocked or otherwise fully accessible, into the crowd. It was reportedly retrieved by an attendee and handed over to Maddox who searched it and found sexually explicit videos of Levis. Levis is informed and believes, and on such information and belief alleges that the explicit videos were recorded by Sandoval without her knowledge or consent in or around February 2023 the two videos levis has seen depict her in a state of undress and masturbating however given sandoval's apparent practice of secretly recording their video calls levis has every reason to assume there are additional illicit videos and or photographs of her that she's not seen yet or not yet seen levis is informed of and believes and on such information and belief alleges that Maddox obtained at least two illicit videos of Levis and distributed them and or showed them to others without Levis's knowledge or consent. At a minimum, Maddox circulated the illicit videos to herself and Levis. She also immediately informed production about what she had found. In addition, many other individuals have demonstrated intimate familiarity with their contents, leading Levis to believe that the circle of recipients is wider. Which is what we... We're talking about with the does, or that's where I think maybe the does would come into play. That once they find, once they get into discovery and they find out who may or may not have had access, that's where these does may come into play. I'm not 100% sure of that, but that's just what I assume.
1: Well, and it's interesting because Levis is very much alluding to that she thinks that people have seen this video with the way that people have described things to her. However, Ariana has said as far as again, she has not shown the video or sent it to anyone. And she said in that podcast, but people it's very cut and dry. What was in the video Mm -hmm. and they said like she was masturbating. So people can just picture that and come up with like their conclusions. But I'm curious if whoever Levis has been, Rachel has been talking to, if they have specifically, you know, maybe they talked about in the background, they saw this in the video. You know what I mean? It's just interesting because obviously Rachel is very much under the impression that other people have seen this video. But again, I believe this is something that could be easily proven or not with phone records. So that'll be something that... I don't know if we'll see it again. It depends on if this is just settled, but that may eventually come out.
0: Yes. Also before we get in the C and D, which are, I don't, I don't really have any notes on most of this until about halfway through D. I want to go back to something really quickly because I believe I was stepped away when you were discussing it. So I just want to really emphasize point number 21, although purportedly secret, the affair was in fact, well known to many cast members and suspected by others. That was a question that I did ask the publicist and she could not speak on that. So I don't know if we're going to know the details of that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if we're going to find out. Right. Now Schwartz knew. We know the Schwartz knew. Right. So is this tricky wording? Like technically, technically technically, Joe is a cast member. Now we know Joe knew. Yeah. You know, technically, what's his name? I think it's Isaac or Israel. It's a, I name who worked at Schwartz and Sandy, I believe that he knew. Uh, Kyle, you know, maybe. I, Kyle, right. There, there might be just some, some wordplay there, or there's more to it. So I don't know if we're going to find that out. And also, before I continue, let me just make sure that I'm not mixing things up because that would be the worst in the world. Mm-hmm. Let me just make sure. Okay, I was correct. Yeah, those are things that she cannot answer. And yeah, it, 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 it's it's kind of hard. Yeah, it's hard for me to like determine what is contract and and what or what is lawsuit specific and what isn't. Uh, because I'm not a lawyer. All right. So C. Levis battered after Maddox steals and sends Alyssa videos literally there's nothing there we don't already know and i'm not just skipping over it because it's sheena but it truly we already know the story about sheena hitting her allegedly pushing her against the wall throwing the phone we already know all that d bravo and evolution capitalize on scandal and cover up defendants illegal acts so the first part of d is kind of just talking more about how Season 10 wasn't, or season 11 wasn't going to be guaranteed. Season 10 was purported to be a flop. So when this broke, they capitalized it. They had merchandise. I personally own a I Survived Scandal hoodie. I felt kind of bad about that <laughs> or a shirt. All of the people that, that were making money off it sent it to Daryl Content Group. Now, this, is, this was a question that I had, but I didn't ask because I was curious also about the Doe's. Yeah. If like content creators are implicated in this, like people that made merch, right? You know, I was just curious if that's who they're talking about here or if they're just specifically referring to cast members. I think it's just cast, but I was just kind of curious. Yeah. Right. So now let's get into this which I'm going to read if if you are cool with that. Yeah, go for it. Point number 32. This is the That's what I had highlighted too. Okay, yeah, yeah. This is the big this is the big one. On March fourth, twenty twenty three, the day after the news of the affair had broken, production directed Levis to film with Sandoval at her Los Angeles apartment. With cameras rolling, Levis confronted Sandoval for secret for secretly recording pornographic videos of her and storing them unprotected on his phone. Sandoval had not only invaded her privacy and breached her trust, but had also left her enormously vulnerable to a nightmare scenario of the videos leaking on the internet. Sandoval responded to Levis's fury with cowardice and lies, claiming falsely that he had obtained permission to record her. Seeing that Levis was having none of it, however, Sandoval ultimately offered a reluctant admission and a sheepish apology. Sandoval was clearly rattled. After filming ended an erratic and unsettled Sandoval refused to leave Levis's apartment in spite of her requests. Levis was forced to have her sister and brother-in-law pick her up and drive her to their home. That day Levis retained an attorney and to mitigate the risk of the illicit videos leaking. Once at her sister's home, Levis turned off her phone for two days, hoping the heat would die down. However, media reports suggest Sandoval was in a panic over the on camera confrontation with Levis. Specifically, He was concerned that being accused of recording non-consensual pornography would paint him in a negative light, unquote. Quote, paint him in a negative light, unquote. Sandoval reportedly threatened to cease all further filming for the show unless he was granted editing rights over the scene. Shockingly, Bravo and Evolution obliged his demand. The scene was selectively edited to omit any mention of Sandoval's illicit recording or Levis' lack of consent. This was part of a pattern and practice of Bravo and Evolution throwing Levis under the bus in favor of Sandoval. Recording someone engaged in sex acts without their consent is a crime, and Sandoval appears admitted to it on camera. Portraying the confrontation as it actually occurred instead of protecting sleazy Sandoval would not only have been truthful, it would have been also good television. But Bravo and Evolution had apparently decided that Levis would be their sacrificial lamb. Throughout the ordeal, they have san- they have sanitized the story to ensure Levis would look as. Uh, would be seen as the arch villain. Arch villain.
1: So, Whew. when we heard rumblings, I don't know if we remember, of the scene and Sandoval throwing some kind of fit. Right. Now,
0: well, what was immediately. Kristen, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, well, Kristen said this on a podcast. I have it pulled up that. The, the rumor was and what she heard is that Sandoval and Rachel kissed at this apartment and Sandoval was upset because of how that would look in the scene and make him look bad. And Kristen said that Kristen was with Ariana when news broke that Sandoval and Rachel kissed in Rachel's apartment. We all saw this episode and there was no kiss. So what happened? Kristen and Ariana talked to a couple of people in production when the news leaked and were like i mean someone in production or someone was there when they were filming must have leaked this and they agreed that must have been a production leak so whoever they talked to in production agreed that it must have been a production leak however when we watched that scene nothing came out so that's interesting to me that it's almost like if we're taking if we're taking the lawsuit for what it is was this whole alleged kiss leaked to get away from this narrative of what have what this lawsuit is alleging, like that's just interesting to me.
0: So, and just because I know that it's kind of difficult, I'm sure to listen to this and listen to us read, just in case you zoned out for a second. Basically, Sandoval and and Raquel got in an argument in that scene where Sandoval comes to her apartment and they're like, the lights are on and off and it's weird. Very awkward. They get into an argument because Raquel is like, hey, you shouldn't have recorded me. And then Sandoval ends up, he tries to say that she knew and she was like, no, I didn't. And then he tries to be like, I'm sorry. And then it ends fine. But then it escalates and then Raquel needs someone to come get her. And then Sandoval throws a fit. So the implication here is that Bravo knew that there was illegally recorded pornography by Sandoval and covered his ass and prioritized him by not letting that portion of their evening air. So, and like Lindsay said, what we were told I mean, I remember almost immediately it was like they kissed on camera and Sandoval. But, you know, when you really think about it now, I understand why we would believe that back then. Right. But everything we've seen up until now, March 1st, 2024, almost a year later, a year later, does Sandoval seem to be regretful or remorseful of his relationship with Rachel, because I don't feel that he would get up in arms about how it would look him kissing Rachel on camera. Right. Because I don't think that he gave a fuck about how Ariana felt. I think that right. at that time, we could have believed that he gave a fuck because we couldn't believe that he wouldn't. Right. But I think that since then, he has shorn- shown that he does not care <laughs> about what she thinks and the implication in like, oh, it would look bad for me to kiss Raquel. Well, it would look bad because it would hurt Ariana. Right. I don't think that he gives a fuck about that. can't emphasize that enough. That's why I keep saying it. What do you think, Lindsay? Do you... This is all our opinions. If we had to make a choice, what do you think?
1: I mean, I remember Reality Bites talked about this in a podcast episode where they said... Love them. I do too. If this conversation did happen, then it would have been on bravo to stop and then an internal investigation would have had to happen. And I think they probably it what and again what should have happened, I don't know what happened, is they would have had to explain to Rachel, you know, what basically what to do with this information if she wanted to proceed with it if she, you know, didn't want it in the episode. I, I, I don't know. There's some kind of conversation had to have, and I don't know if any investigation took place. That's what you think would happen. So. And but can I push so much- back
0: on that for just a second? Yeah. Because I listened to that too, and they are literally the experts on that. My question is though, because we don't know the logistics or the specifics of the conversation. Right. If you're just somebody that is recording this and the focus is this is the biggest affair that's ever happened on the show. And if Rachel isn't explicitly saying in that moment, hi, you recorded me without my permission and that's illegal. Like maybe the conversation didn't happen like that. And just based on how this world operates and the kind of shit that they've seen on this show, Mm -hmm. I, and the pressure that they were under. Also, this is evolution. This is Beverly Hills's crew, by the way, this isn't like, so I just feel like I wonder if that's something that maybe in the moment you wouldn't necessarily think of it that way. You would just think of it as, Oh, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm going to be honest, when you first hear that he had a video of her, I think that my assumption until later was that she sent him the video Mm -hmm. and I don't know how it was worded. I'm just trying to give the producers a little bit of credit because I think, yes, if it was explicitly said, hi, you recorded me without my consent like that should stop things. But I just have, I'm I'm wondering if the way that it was worded at first mm-hmm. wasn't exactly that. Does that make sense?
1: No, it does. And it's also a little confusing because someone sent me an article today from the variety saying that they had access to an email from, I believe, Rachel's lawyer. I don't know if it's still her lawyer, but at that time, it was an email to Bravo asking them, to not release any footage uh, like for that particular scene, not releasing anything as far as Sandoval saying that about the tape. And so people are like, but then now in the lawsuit, it's kind of acting like they're saying that Bravo cut that out to help Sandoval out. Now, the way my thinking was that is at that time, I'm sure Rachel didn't want that out. She was still probably processing all that and didn't right. want that out in the public. I also don't think necessarily, again, what is being stated is against the law and a criminal act as far as saying sustainable recording someone without their permission. Right. So I just, I have to think that, I like to think that some conversation happened as far as what to do with this information, but then now, that I don't again, I don't know if Rachel's had time to process on some things or now that she's taking, you know action. all of this is like coming into play. That is a little bit confusing to me. However, do i could I see this happening where this conversation did happen, and Sandoval did say this? Absolutely. Yeah. I could see that this happened. As far as where i'm where I am confused about, is after Sandoval said this, what actions? what happened next that's where my brain is a little fuzzy as far as what happened so that yeah it's a little confusing to me but i i could see Sandoval, but this conversation very much happening and then him getting heated and then yeah. refusing and again this could be a story that he i think she said what her sister and someone had to come over brother in law well, yeah those are witnesses right now yeah. as far as sandoval getting like editing rights i don't necessarily they they could have just told him don't yeah. worry man we'll cut it out yeah and then sandoval could have said like oh they gave me editing rights blah 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 like again, and that well, would line
0: up with what he had that would line up with what right. rachel's been saying yeah i also want to yeah. be really clear i want to be ex- explicit okay I fully believe that any of the women on Reality Bites as producers would have caught on to the nuances of that conversation immediately and stopped it. I'm just saying that I don't know that everyone would have. And that's why I believe because I think that from everything that I've listened to on their podcast, that they are very they build rapport. They're very in tune with what is going on with the cast members that they work with. I just don't know that these people were necessarily, and that could have been, and that's an oversight and that's really, that's unfortunate and they maybe need to be reevaluated as producers, but, but I can see how that would slip past the cracks in this particular circumstance, even if that's not right. You know,
1: yeah, and it will be an interesting too when in discovery, if Bravo will have to release that release footage. We'll, we'll probably. I mean, obviously, I don't think us 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 simple folks will not be able to to be mm-hmm. privileged to that. But Bravo, if you need anyone to just sit through hours of footage or to transcribe anything, hit me up. I got you. Literally,
0: <laughs> and if you guys need an a reporter to go, if it goes to trial, like an in, in court uh reporter I'll I'll go back to LA. I'll be there. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me see. All right. So this the next piece uh in the same under the same bracket talks about how she checks into the mental health facility. And so but but okay, I'll just read it. By March 10th, Levis had decided to check herself into a mental health facility. Sandoval for his part tried to talk her out of it and begged her to participate in the reunion which we know is true based on what she's already said about how he is. Levis reluctantly agreed to wait to go to the mental health facility on the condition that a mental health professional be on set in case things got out of hand, given her fragile mental state and the fury brewing among the cast. Bravo agreed, then changed its mind. Levis then requested that her publicist and confidant, Juliet Harris, be permitted to attend. Bravo agreed, then again changed its mind. By that point, the reunion was the next day, too soon for Levis to pull out, and she had no reasonable alternative but to participate. She also feared the legal implications of refusing to appear, given the draconian terms of her contract. And so, and so she did so, but with this, without the support she felt was needed and that Bravo had previously offered to provide. At the same time, press coverage was slanted decidedly against Levis, and she became an object of scorn and ridicule. Other cast members were vilifying her in interviews and waging a public campaign against her on social media. They could not have done so without the blessing of Bravo, which pre-approves all cast media appearances and exercises tight control over public messaging, which I highlighted.
1: Yeah, I did too. I'm going to fight that in a minute.
0: <laughs> yes, Bravo has clearly decided that had clearly decided this feeding frenzy was good for ratings. Various cast members and Bravo itself also released their own Scandoval merchandise to cash in on the explosion of interest including an I survived Scandoval long sleeve shirt currently available for sale on Bravo's website. I do own it and I am going to keep it. Uh but Rachel, I will I'll send you 40 bucks uh if that's any help because <laughs> <laughs> I want to keep my shirt, okay?
1: yes so the part that they say they could not have done so without the blessing of bravo which pre-approves all cast media appearances and exercises tight control over public messaging yeah so many of these people go rogue (laughs) sandoval went rogue on howie he went rogue on nick vile sheena went rogue on amazon live while Lala yes, went rogue so- on
0: Amazon Live a couple of times. Yes.
1: So while they are supposed to get approval, they all they do not always do that. And is it believed that sometimes afterwards they quote unquote get in trouble? I don't know exactly know what that means. I know there is talk of Sheena getting quote unquote in trouble after that Amazon Live where she talked about hugging, you know, sandoval and her and Lake Tahoe and the Graham situation. Yeah, but, but I don't Lala know if that is a fine
0: or well, La- Lala got in actual trouble. Like we saw oh, her she- have to walk the shit back. Yeah. Um, God, what was it? I remember it was in I was enraged when it happened because it- she's so annoying with this hip hypocritical backtracking bullshit. But uh she said something, child. I think it was maybe <laughs> maybe about the reunion. And then people were like, Oh, and then she was like, No, I didn't say that and then later she came out and said yeah i had to tell you guys that i didn't say that because i got in trouble with bravo so she fully walked her shit back
1: yeah so these people they very they much should but they don't always yes exactly so like that that wording in the lawsuit i'm just like eh, that actually these people they do go rogue
0: <laughs> they do <laughs> All right. So here's another piece that I have a lot of questions about. Uh, So basically at number 39, it's talking about how Bravo was uh, deliberately making Levis like the scapegoat of all of this and profiting off of her demise, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Then says Levis was subjected to a gag order prohibiting her from discussing Sandoval's gross invasion of her privacy. Maddox's vengeful response, Bravo's cover up or the veracity of her allegations of physical assault against Shay, who was publicly calling her a liar, accusing her of playing the victim and falsely and being falsely backed up by others. In sum, while the rest of the cast savaged Levis's reputation and lied about her in the press, drumming up not only interest in Vanderpump rules, but also hatred of her, Levis herself was involuntarily silent, muzzled by Bravo for the sake of its ratings. While all this may have been good for ratings, it was catastrophic for levist human being who was forced into hiding and subjected to death threats directed at her and her family. Sandoval, on the other hand, received a development deal from Bravo for a job well done along with a pay raise. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is what I was talking about. I I really want to know how they silenced her and under what condition.
1: Because, well, and-
0: you know, no, 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 go ahead.
1: Well, and then obviously something happened because then Rachel went on Bethany's podcast in August and went through all this stuff, right? Right. So what does she actually mean was subjected to a gag order? I don't understand like do gag orders. What does that actually look like? Is there an expiration date with that? Or what does that entail? Because again, Rachel then described this. I think I believe, with the first time we heard Rachel say verbatim, I know it was out in the press, but her say verbatim that Sandoval sent that recorded her without permission and that Ariana sent it to herself and then texted it to Rachel. So I'm just curious what, again, that conversation looked like as far as her, like Bravo saying you cannot talk about these specific things. I just don't understand, again, how that played out.
0: Me either. I I find it fascinating. I'm really interested to learn, but I don't have an answer.
1: Well, and again, this this suit isn't against Bravo, but nope. it's almost like could there not be implications? I mean, you're literally saying, are you trying to say like they have in their their contracts or somewhere that you cannot because this is a crime? You know what I mean? Like again, yeah. recording someone without their permission is a crime. Right. I don't. I thought, with as far as these contracts, when it comes to this stuff, like that's, you can't tell someone they can't speak on that. So how does that work?
0: I again, I have to assume that they're in the. Well, actually, let's let's move on because there it does kind of get into that a little later. The next section, which is section E, is about Andy Cohen, and then all of the <laughs> fucked up shit that was said to her at the reunion. I have already spoken about how I don't think it's appropriate to tell someone to fuck themselves with a cheese grater. I think that's really, I thought that was maybe one of the grossest things to come out of anyone's mouth. Not saying Ariana shouldn't have been hurt, but <laughs> some shit you We just felt write it down. when she said that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then he kind of made some comments about her and talked about her being medicated, which was inappropriate. And so that's basically it. I'm going to be honest. I get this kind of was reminiscent of when Bethany had her read out everything that Mm -hmm. um, was said to her, not to, I I understand they have to put this in there because it just kind of helps build their case about how poorly she was treated and how disregarded she was. And she was kind of thrown away by the cast, but nothing for me to really say that I haven't already said.
1: But then it's confusing to me still, because I know this is included, but again, it's not against Bravo. So it's just, again, that part, uh, some of the, some of this context that's included just, again, makes me think is, well, eventually, are they going to go after Bravo? Because right. I believe Ariana and Sandoval's team can look at this lawsuit and have a lot of this, like, strike from the record, right? Because yeah. it doesn't pertain to them. Right. So I'm just curious, like, obviously, choices were made to include this stuff. I just don't... And I can't wait for the Bravo docket to I know. explain this, because I feel like they'll be able to help me understand a little bit more of why this stuff is also included.
0: Totally. Uh, Bravo and Evolution sabotaged Levis' recovery. Uh, I'm going to read this because I really want to. Yeah. By the time of the reunion, Levis was utterly battered physically and mentally, and shortly thereafter, she checked into a mental health treatment facility and remained there for three months. Even in treatment, however, Levis could not escape from the Clause of Bravo and Evolution. She was warned repeatedly by them not to breach her confidentiality obligations, which contained no exceptions for medical treatment or therapy. As a result, Levis was fearful of facing legal repercussions for her honesty and was forced to walk on eggshells. This caused her extreme stress and severely stunted her progress in treatment. Unfortunately, that did nothing to stop the vitriol. When Levis checked into the treatment, she gave her dog, Graham, to her parents for safekeeping. Graham was traumatized by years of abuse at the hands of Kennedy and was not an easy dog to manage. After a number of incidents, including one in which he bit Levis' mom down to the bone and caused her permanent nerve damage, keeping Graham became untenable. Levis' family hand- handed him over to a no-kill rescue organization and requested its discretion given the intense public scrutiny of levis instead of rehoming Graham's promise the rescue organization knowing full well excuse me knowing full well kennedy had a history of animal abuse contacted lisa vanderpump who gave Graham back to kennedy all of them with bravo's blessing then seeded a false and malicious narrative that levis had tried to get the dog put down at around this time rumors were circulating also seeded by bravo and the cast that levis was actually on vacation and had faked her hospitalization Illustrating the depths of its moral turpitude, Bravo refused to publicly acknowledge that Levis was, in fact, in inpatient mental health treatment, presumably for fear such disclosure would undermine the storyline. Not only would they not do so, they prohibited Levis through her publicist from doing so. All of this caused even more public scorn of Levis, further unjustified harm to her reputation and increased threats to her and her family's physical safety. So we're about to kind of wrap up the summation of all of this, I have to say. and I said it before. There were accounts, there were Bravo accounts, there were content creators that were literally saying with no basis that they knew for a fact that she was not in treatment. They were spinning this, they mentioned who <laughs> told them this. And there, this, from everything that I saw at the time and from what I remember at the time, being really horrified by it all,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is very true. There were yeah. cast members. Then, while I don't... From my recollection, Sheena was not one of the cast members, but I'm not going to let my bias stop me. Any of them could have been the ones saying that, oh, she's just on vacation. And there was one that was specifically named I won't name because that would maybe give the content creator away. But there was one content creator that was doing this really weird thing, guys. I'm just gonna be honest with you, where it was it was almost like parasocial, where they were insisting that this girl was not in a damn mental health treatment, that she was at a a hotel or some shit. And it's really weird and it still kind of like makes me feel weird to this day because Why?
1: Yeah.
0: Like, why would she lie about that? It's like, isn't it just more reasonable that she just checked in? Don't celebrities go to rehab all the time just to get shit off their, you know, get people off their backs for their drug? Doesn't mean that they're going to be healed when they come out. Doesn't mean that they're not going to pick up the bottle as soon as they walk out. But people go to these places it's it's hard for me to describe because it wasn't just like oh she's not there it was like oh it's unreasonable to even think that she would ever want to do something like go to a mental she doesn't have anything wrong with her she's just a piece of shit she's just a trash whore i swear to you guys it was really bad and um, i want to be unbiased to it but there's some of the stuff that was being allowed by the cast and by extension Bravo was uncool. And that was one of it. That was one of those things to me, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. The the part that really stands out to me that I would love more clarification on is the whole, so they prohibited Rachel through her publicist from doing so. Like what, why this whole notion of them not letting Rachel confirm that she was in a mental health facility. I don't understand the why behind that. I really don't. I know they said, presumably for fear for such disclosure would undermine the storyline. I Even with that, I, I I just, I do not understand the why. I don't nor either. Nor do I understand. Because I think the publicist on Rachel's podcast recently said that they did put out their own statement and they're trying to get Bravo to publish it, too, but they want it. And I just don't understand. I don't know. It just to me seems simple. Like she's in a mental health facility just post year. I mean, she's asking you to to clarify that she's there and just do that. I don't and understand the all of that.
0: And what storyline? Because when she went in, they weren't filming for season 11 Right, they had already filmed the reunion where she said she was going to treatment and that she was getting help on the reunion.
1: Well, so what storyline? And what we're seeing now in season eleven is Rachel is. They're saying she is in a mental health facility. I mean, Stables waiting for her to get out, and she got out, but isn't talking to him. So that is said on this season. So. That part to me, I would love more clarification as far as what that looked like, as far as Bravo prohibiting that. Again, that might not, that probably won't be a piece that we will ever see, but that's what stands out to me. And I just, I I don't understand it. My brain, once again, I keep saying this, my brain cannot compute that.
0: No, not at all. And so we wrap up this piece of the complaint. In short, Levis has been battered and broken irrevocably in service of a salacious storyline, etc., uh, etc. Et they warned her unironically that she must return to avoid having her story told by others and reaffirmed her prohibition against speaking to the press on her own terms. By the de- But the depths of her mistreatment in season 10 went far beyond what is acceptable, even in reality television. And Levis knew that returning to the show meant risking a descent back into the depths of despair from which she had just emerged. Meanwhile. Everybody else got what they wanted. Vanderpump Rules remains on the air, continuing to milk the storyline. Levis catalyzed. Sandoval emerged with a significantly higher pay and a development deal with Bravo. What is this development deal? Maddox has know. become a bona fide darling of pop culture, has a new boyfriend, and is starring on Broadway. For Levis, the future is less rosy. She brings this suit to vindicate her legal rights, if not to restore her sullied reputation. Well, I, for one, am a huge fucking fan of the podcast, okay? So, you got me. <laughs> Okay, so I, I'm certainly not going to read through all this out loud because I will put you guys to sleep. But no, these are the I, causes of action. So, th- which I read at the beginning. So the eavesdropping, the revenge porn, invasion of privacy, and uh, Jesus, what's the other one? I think that's it, isn't it? Oh, intentional infliction of emotional oh, distress. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Well, I, what... think it, I think
1: it's important. <laughs> oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Okay, sorry, my oh. AirPods. Oh, I'm echoing. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, yep. sorry, one of my AirPods died. I think just with this section, what's it, we can just go over because certain accounts are different against certain different people so for instance the ear the eavesdropping one which i know some people heard that and they're like eavesdropping like i i could be sued for that because when i think of Uh, ear i think of like my my ear to the door listening, or harry and
0: ron's extendable ears yes
1: yeah Mm -hmm. but this is specifically talking about him recording the engaging in numerous private like they engage in private conversations and him recording these right that's part of it so this specifically is against Sandoval and and then it goes through like what she's seeking as far as uh damages and things like that and then the actual the revenge porn that is against Maddox Right. In does one through fifty. So this is the actual she's saying that Ariana sent the video or sent the video to herself, to Rachel, and to other people. Right. And then as we mentioned before, other people may eventually be brought into this lawsuit. And then the invasion third, of privacy. Yeah. Third one is invasion of privacy. That one is against Sandoval and again does through 150 and it looks like this i mean i think it's kind of along the same things right as far as the actual i mean
0: this is where the bravo docket's going to come really in handy because i don't yes. know that i understand the distinction between or yeah between eavesdropping and invasion of privacy as far as legally like what the difference is yeah i and think then- maybe I, I i think maybe eavesdropping is like the physical act Of doing it, whereas the invasion of privacy is the, like, knowing about it. I I don't know how to describe it, like the intellectual piece, whereas the eavesdropping is the physical act, the actionable thing. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can't wait until they really go through this. And then the last one is intentional infliction of emotional stress. And again, that is that is with Sandoval, Maddox, and Doe's one through fifty. So this is interesting because I believe it will. I believe Rachel is also going to have to. I don't know. Prove or show that like these things were due were done due to like malice intent. It sounds is like it? With some of the. Well, there's something. Where's it at? Let me pull it up.
0: Well, you. I guess you, well, do you have to prove intent, 65. though, for, oh, okay, 65? Like, for revenge porn, does yeah, intent? Yeah, I don't
1: think that, n- yeah, no, okay. I don't think so. But this says, Levis is informed and believes in on such information and believes alleges that is informing the acts Okay. Oh, Malik acted with oppression, fraud, and malice. Or alternatively, that Maddox acted in such conscious disregard of Levis's right to privacy. Well, so again, I guess even the act in such conscious disregard. So yeah. again, I don't think necessarily... Yeah, when because I saw some people saying they would have to prove malice intent, but I don't think that's the case because then couldn't anyone who sent. videos or things could just say well i didn't do it maliciously right so i don't think i oh sorry to interrupt no i i I wish that was my thought (laughs) Uh,
0: well i'm thinking through again through discovery depending on what they find i don't know like how specific that can get i don't know like all what all they're going to comb through but if at any point ariana said something to the effect of i don't fucking care i don't care who sees it i don't care how she feels then that would be disregard yeah. you know of her yeah. right to privacy yeah. i don't care There's, show it to everyone which she did say about the affair we know according yes. to yes but right. i don't know that she said that necessarily about the video so maybe that's something that would have to be investigated
1: yeah this the last part of this lawsuit will definitely be good as far as an actual lawyer to go over as far as the yeah, charges please, and what they laws. have to prove but I just thought, again, what we went over, because, again, some of these charges are only against Ariana, some of them are against both Ariana and Sandoval, and then some of them are just against Sandoval. And then, again, the lawsuit ends with prayer for relief, and that just kind of goes over what they want. Now, she in this lawsuit, it does not specifically say any amounts that they're asking for and so that will be interesting if to keep note of if the number ever does you know come up again i don't think this is going to go to trial i really don't she Um, does demand trial by jury i know but i think what happens now you can demand that but i don't think that necessarily (laughs) happens no i don't think so Um, i think now it goes into discovery whatever is found there i think then the lawyer's send out or come together and it there's a mediator involved and it's either settled or then i'm guessing it would go to would it go to a jury then or would it go to something else before a jury i don't know uh i don't know (laughs) i was in the operetta (laughs) trial by jury (laughs) oh really i
0: watched jury duty last year I, oh, I really yeah. don't know.
1: <laughs> I have no well, idea. stay tuned on that. Again, the Bravo Docket will have more. Or Emily D. Baker, has she talked about it yet? Too? I don't know. Is I meant
0: she... to look, I meant to look today on YouTube, but I, I don't think
1: she has, but she's another really good one. She's a big Bravo brand so for people so to good. look out for. They really explain things in a very a way for I think she us breaks lawyers, it down. Um, yes, us non-lawyers Scenes. do not understand. Yes. So, but yeah, I mean that. That is the, you know, five hours later, that is the gist of the lawsuit. And I think really, whatever feelings everyone is feeling right now, I get. But ultimately, like, it's now in the court and Sandoval and Ariana are going to have to prove their case. And Ariana's going to have to, or, and Rachel's going to have to prove her case. Like, that's just what it comes down to. So we shall see. If this is not the end of Vanderpump Rules, though, I don't. It sure seems that way.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about that. Okay. So that, like you said, that's a complaint. Now, as far as this week's episode, like we said, we're not going to recap it play by play because I feel like we gave you guys a lot of information just now to sit with. So instead, we asked you guys to give us some questions about anything you wanted to ask us VPR related. And so... Lindsay, why don't you read us some of those questions and that'll probably get us into the episode?
1: Yeah, I think there were three overall main themes of this episode being the Graham situation, Sheena and Brock, and then the Tahoe trip. Yeah. So someone asked me, and I'm sorry, I'm just going to say someone. I didn't ask anyone if I could say their name. So I'm just going to say someone asked. So someone asked, do you think the Graham scenes were reshot? So on our last recap, I did say that I thought that the Lisa and James scene of Graham being reunited seemed iffy to me.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm not going to lie. That scene does still seem iffy to me. However, (laughs) as I mentioned in my Instagram story and on the podcast last last week, I very much was aware that potentially, and what did we see, that Graham was brought to Tahoe and he was a surprise for the group. Now, do I still think it's weird that you have a dog who has been through it, that y'all have said that has, has behavioral issues, you then take that dog on a private jet and bring it to Tahoe just to surprise the group, which by the way, that scene was lackluster because everyone just seemed to be on edge like they felt uneasy about it it wasn't the way that sheena described that moment in the amazon live like everyone was so excited but i didn't get that from people i got more so people were like what the fuck is happening
0: yeah everyone seemed very confused very timid sheena love you girl but you look like you've seen that dog do some shit before okay and that Mm -hmm. you wanted no part in it like at La too, she ended up going up to the dog, but I think she said something like, don't kill me. You know, something like that. They were afraid of the dog. And yeah. I don't feel like I'm using my, letting my bias take me over that. I watched it twice. I was like, there's something weird about the energy here. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, and as, far as, it,
1: as far as it being a reshoot, and I even said this, James emotions to me. I don't think he's that good of an actor. So I don't know. But maybe the part, again, like Lisa telling the story of how Graham came and didn't mention Rachel at all. I don't know if that was a reshoot. Again, the scene seemed odd to me. However, with the storyline that season 11 is presenting, then maybe it wasn't a reshoot. I, I don't know. It still seemed weird to me, but here we are.
0: <laughs> and let's let's just be specific so that people know what's up. Like. We know that sometimes on reality television, on these shows, they do have they have to, quote unquote, reshoot scenes like Mm -hmm. sometimes audio gets messed up. There are moments that they have to repeat a line or maybe even repeat a whole part of a dialogue. Maybe they have to stage a conversation that was going to happen elsewhere, but now it has to happen here for filming reasons like things like that happen all the time. And I accept that. What we're talking about with James, that is like a completely recrafting of a narrative to make someone look better. Yeah. And that is what is sketchy. And that is the vibe that I think we both got from the Graham stuff. Am I right? Yeah.
1: Yep. 100%. All
0: right. What's the next um, question?
1: And then I'll just go over this one really quickly because someone said, can you please, before we get into the Sheena and Brock of it all, can you please make the Rachel and Tom timeline match up from last summer? So to go over the timeline, and I love a good timeline. (laughs) The reunion was filmed March 23rd. Rachel went into the facility in April. Sandoval left to film Special Forces around June 20th. Filming starts June 28th rachel gets out of the facility july 3rd sandoval previously said before this he had they had the last communication they had right was when he left to do special forces Mm -hmm. so that was mid-june sandoval's birthday is july 7th tahoe i believe the trip so james posted a tahoe group photo with the girls wednesday july 19th and then Thursday, July 20th, with Graham. This is a very short trip because this that weekend, Sheena was already home because she posted on her she talked about on her Amazon Live they wanted to get away from their getaway. And that was the weekend that Summer Moon broke her arm. Oh, so yeah. that Tahoe trip was only a couple days. But by that weekend, they were already back in LA. And mm. then Sheena did that Amazon Live the July 24th. So as far as like the timeline of Rachel and Sandoval, they very much were in communication from March to around Mm mid-June. And then that is when it stopped. He did Special Forces. She got out July 3rd but has not spoken to him since. So that's kind of the timeline of of all that. And then someone asked, why won't Sheena allow Brock to get a nanny? She is going to destroy her relationship over this. Well, so we very much see in Mm -hmm. this episode of Sheena struggling, there's Brock and her seem to be struggling with their communication. And I got to be real, real, as a parent and as someone who I think struggles very similarly in the way that Sheena does, I, I fully get this. Yeah, I have two people in my life that I trust with my son, that he is able to spend the night over there. And I feel, and it even took me a little bit, it's my mom and my husband's dad. Yeah. So grandpa. Even with that, I am very much I get I get worried. I get worried he's gonna get off his little routine that we have. Like I get worried about that. I've been able to let go of some control. I can't even picture, I'm not gonna lie, like having a nanny <laughs> in my house. Like I would mm-hmm. just want to do everything. Yeah. So I think it but I understand too where Brock is coming from, as far as it sounds like he it sounds like him and Sheena's mom do not get along at all. <laughs> at, oh. so I think he's struggling and wants them to be able to do more stuff. like i, I I'm guessing he's very thankful to have Sheena's mom, but also I think he she see, he sees some trouble with that. Yeah. And so I think that Sheena and Brock are just navigating this. and I think it's weird as an audience because we have never really got get, have seen this between Sheena and Brock right, because if right. you think about it, Brock, the very first season he was on, it was just like here he is. But then all the stuff as far as his past came up, and then he pretty much was ver- barely seen. Right season, right. season ten, and and so we're now seeing more of their relationship. And so I think it's very easy for someone to just say like, oh, sheena, just get a nanny. But I, it is more complicated with that, especially if someone who does struggle with intrusive thoughts. Yeah it is a little deeper than that. And I think her and Brock are just trying to figure that out. Well,
0: you're, I'm a little more straightforward with those things to me. I'm like, why are we putting that on Sheena too? Like, let's, you know, she's going to ruin the relationship over this. How about Brock's going to ruin the relationship if he continues to
1: not understand her,
0: to not understand. And I just, there's something about, the, you know, summer is only a couple of years old. It's not like this is something that they've been going on seven, eight, nine years. The first few years that you have a kid, you shouldn't be expecting, in my opinion, to be like having all of this intimate time. Like, it's nice if you can. You have to really try to do that. I know that you have to intentionally plan to have those moments with your partner, uh, to go on date nights, to have time to socialize. Like, it's a lot to balance. But I don't. I think the reality for most couples is that that probably isn't going to happen for the first few years, right? Because the yeah. kids
1: like terrible twos and stuff like that. I don't know. But then, but they have someone to watch summer, which is her mom, which not right. everyone has. So then, the main issue is that Brock doesn't want it to, to be, be Sheena's mom. Yeah,
0: which so I I not. truly do empathize with him on that because I don't have extended family really. Uh, I have some cousins that I care about on my dad's side, but other than that, I really don't have extended family. Yeah. So I don't know what like an in-law situation would be like. But I know some of my friends' families. If they were like taking care of my baby, I would have, I, I would not be able to deal with them every single day in my house. So right. I, I just think that empathize with Brock, but his approach is so. Unnecessary. Like, why are you yelling in a bikini? He was yelling in the bikini store. Like, I stop. Know. Stop. Yeah. She was right. Don't, I don't want to yell in front of people I don't know. And she doesn't want to do it on camera. And I think that that was really telling of, you know, kind of the fatal flaw of Miss Sheena Shea is just she doesn't, she wants to curate an image of their relationship for the camera and everything else needs to be dealt with behind closed doors. And I think that Ariana and Sandoval, to an extent, kind of, followed that line of thinking as well
1: yeah and then uh, the the next one someone asked would you be okay if this was the last season i mean i (laughs) honestly yes but i would love if they did a season 12 it would be like i talked about last week a Mm wrap-up kind of thing that they should have did this week um but i guess going into that that question and as far as the overall theme of this episode, with the Lake Tahoe, the Lake Tahoe of it all, <laughs> and again, the reason why I think I would be okay with this being the last season is this is the the first season where I'm like, oh wow, this group really is not only broken, but we don't really have the show's magic in this first few seasons. Was this was a real group of friends. Mm-hmm. And even before the scandal, if we think about it, a lot of them were not were basically only hanging out during the show, right? Mm-hmm. I never really thought of it that way until recently, but like reflecting on it, I'm like, oh wow, it really has been this for a minute. This season is so evident of it though, is because no one no one seems to get along. The only people that seem to get along are Katie and Ariana together, Lala and Shana together, and Schwartz and Sandem all together, right? Yep. Yeah. And so, when you have this Tahoe trip that is very much a a way to try to get these people to interact, it just feels just so weird because you mentioned to this me when we were talking about the episode before, yeah, that you know it's not if I was in a situation with someone where I had, to, I didn't like them, but I had to be in a situation with them, I'm not going to just like come at them. I'm going to mm-hmm. try to be civil at first, which I think is what we're seeing. Now yeah. in this episodes, we do see moments of Brock bringing up, we need to talk about this and Sandoval being like, can't we just be chill and have <laughs> fun? And, so and I get it. that because here's the thing, Sandoval things do need to be uh, addressed and yes. it's just so funny because Sandoval is the one that thinks that he deserves an apology right whereas mm-hmm. everyone else is like
0: hello where's
1: my apology right and so it just again the season is just weird because so many things are being forced and they are and I can't necessarily blame production on that because they are trying to make a season But they just, I don't, again, I don't think they had to do it in this way.
0: Well, I was saying to you that I think that the viewers are really not, you know, for as much as some people like to project, they're not actually putting themselves in these people's shoes. Mm -hmm. And the initial reaction to this Tahoe trip as it came out in pictures and posts on everyone's social media was... How can so-and so be around Sandoval? How can they stand by him? How can they take a picture with him? And then, of course, that same kind of rhetoric came up when it was like Sheena said hi. And then Sandoval, for some reason, unbeknownst to me, had a whole emotional took that as Sandoval, come live with me, honey. I forgive you for everything. <laughs> like she didn't say all that, honey. She said hi. And right. Sandoval got very emotional about it. But I think that maybe that's him manipulating the audience. Like, look, she loves me. See, everybody like they're they're cool with me. So you guys should be cool with me, too. I think that there's an
1: element of that as well. Well, we kind of saw that a little bit when he was like, hey, Brock, take a selfie. Yes, the selfie. So there were definitely moments. Now, I will say. It is because I tr- I really tried to go into this episode being like, let's not think about what's happening in real time yeah. and all the bullshit. And so that scene where Sandoval is cr- like, the, there actually was a real tear when he was talking about this moment of them saying hi to him, which yeah, is funny because no. in the after show, Sheena and Lala were like, we literally just said, Hey, like they didn't, they act like it was not a big deal to them or yeah. Sandoval. No, I know some everything. people. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Now some people pointed out like he did during that part, made sure to take his sunglasses off and like mm-hmm. <laughs> we could see the tear. So it's hard because I I hate to think that everything a person does is malicious or manipulative and things like that. So I think that very much could be real because even as a I do think Sandoval liked I think he felt in this group that people did like him and looked up to him. And like he, again, I think he also very much used this group for him to, to do things for them Mm -hmm. so that he could use that against them. And so I think that's what he misses that being. And I know that sounds bad, but I do think he misses that. And I think that's very evident when he keeps talking about how, everyone else betrayed him and did all this stuff on their podcast because I truly believe if this was someone else in the group Sandoval would not have done that shit because he would he would have used that against them right anytime any of them came for him hey remember when this happened to you and I didn't and I didn't say anything so it's not this whole I'm well with me I'm so better than everyone I wouldn't do this I feel like there is stuff behind that but Again, just watching him, I'm like, I want to believe that you are genuinely sad about this, but I just don't know if the reasons behind it is (laughs) what you're portraying.
0: I think that there might be some genuine, oh, I might, there actually might be a future for me on this show. Like, I don't think that he mourns Sheena's friendship the way that he purports himself to. I don't think, I, I don't. I definitely don't think he gives a shit about James. I just think that he knows James is gonna crack. And I think that he has shit on James. I think that he has a lot on James, oh, that uh for James sure. James knows that. So I think James will <laughs> will knows oh. when to check himself.
1: And I know people love to say Shana's the first one to crack, but when it comes to James, he he wants male validation so bad. We have seen that so much yes. on that show. So he will He will be like, if again, we see Sandoval apologize to him. So James will very much be like, you know, he wants to be back in the bro group.
0: But remember in like season, was it six or maybe five? Stassi and I don't think it was Lala, but maybe it was Stassi and Kristen or Stassi and Katie, somebody. They like buttered James up and they got him out to a restaurant to like get uh... information from
1: him and he yeah, build and he does he this did. he breaks so over. with anyone mm-hmm. he wants that yeah that's such a good point i mean
0: he has mommy and daddy issues to be fair to him
1: yeah he definitely <laughs> wants to fit in and i think that goes back to his childhood because i know he said he was like severely bullied so i think he oh yeah god i forgot wants, about that. It's really yeah, he, disturbing he wants, yeah i know like that's the thing with james like obviously i, th- I think some fucked up shit has happened to him. Didn't However, they break his
0: arm or something horrific?
1: Yes. However, Ugh. you kind of have to, you have choices in life. You either you become that person or you learn, you know what I mean? You don't want to be that way. And I think yeah. James has leaned toward the. Be, He's being repeating
0: patterns rather than trying to correct them. Exactly. I agree with you. Anything else from this episode that you wanted to know? We talked about Brock and Sheena in the store. I can't get over it, I guess. Uh, Oh, Tori, we don't really know what's going to happen with her because now she's a nanny for another family, so I don't know when she's going to pop back up, but at least she's been introduced. Yeah, the after show. Did you watch the after show?
1: I did. I don't really remember a lot of it. I don't don't think this after show stood out quite to me as much as the other ones. I'll tell you...
0: I did watch it and the one thing that stood out to me was something about the thing that we've been kind of talking about the past few episodes, the tension between the groups that are filming the Mm -hmm. little pockets, something about Katie and Ariana's energy, this one. And I told you this rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know what it was. I don't know why it was. I did. This one wasn't even like Sheena and Ariana weren't like even.
1: No, they were fine. This one. They
0: were fine or supposedly fine but something about katie and ariana is like ugh, something about katie being like i had to like brush my hair it's like guys we get it you didn't mm-hmm. want to go on the tahoe trip because sandoval was there and that's fine no one is like mad at you guys for going on the uh, for not going everyone gets it i don't know i, I just didn't like I, their, I, their vibes
1: I wonder if that stood out to you more so, too, because while they were saying that, Lala, Sheena, and James were very much like, yeah, we totally get why they didn't come.
0: Yeah, like, I, maybe
1: that's they, why, yeah. They very much were, like, supporting that, which we have, to be fair, another opposite after shows has not been that case. It's been them no. against each other. Yeah. So here we're seeing... Lala and specifically Lala I remember being like yeah if I was them I would not go either like that's I, I totally support that yeah and then we see Ariana and Katie being more sarcastic or like no I had this to do you know what I mean like we I, maybe that there's just like a difference yeah. with that so that maybe that turned you off a little bit so I, I, I do see what <laughs> you mean by that but yeah other than that I don't really remember much from the after show, I think again. Tom talked about them saying hi to him, and again, Lala and Sheena were like, "We literally just said hey." <laughs> and oh so God. that that kind of stood out to me. But yeah, no, next week's episode will be interesting because I believe Lala goes off on Sandoval, so we'll see that. Yeah, and then I don't really know what. Like, we'll have a little bit more of Tahoe, and then you know, obviously, I think Sheena and Sandoval have a moment in Tahoe. But I just I also need people to remember because Sheena recently said this on a podcast like Sheena and Sheena and Sandoval are not close Uh even currently. Uh I think a lot of it does have to deal with Sheena forgiving people for herself and I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people do that. It just is so interesting that I'm just curious the conversations we see more with Ariana, because obviously I see with Ariana there's some major trust issues going on and it seems like Chris Ariana and Sheena are not able to communicate in the ways that they need to. Yeah. Because again, Sheena frames it things in such a way of, but is it worth losing Ariana? Or I can't keep hating him for you. Yeah. What is that like? What? Oh, I think also. Did you see the preview for the next episode?
0: No, I didn't watch it.
1: Yeah, I didn't watch it either. But I did like. I know we're gonna get more context. Do you want to know anything about it? Or... Yeah.
0: No. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Go for it.
1: I I didn't watch it because I've actually trying to be going into the episodes more blind. But there's something about Sheena bringing up that Sandoval gave her money during the pandemic because she was really struggling. So we're going to see some of that. So that's a part of why she's been struggling. But-
0: I would say, <laughs> I that thing about Sandoval again. I've said it before. You just said it. I feel like he does that shit so that he can use it against you. Yep. I know that's very like harsh, but like I feel like he does nice things, like especially money, because money is the easiest love language to speak. It really yes. is. It requires no effort and it can have a dramatic influence over a person's life. Like when I'm mm-hmm. telling you, like when I'm in a bad money place, which I seem to be in sometimes when someone gives me like, uh, 20, 30 bucks, I am, I'm so grateful. And yeah. so to imagine the amount of money that he he gives out 45k or whatever the hell for the richella the money that he doled out for the restaurant the money they paid their employees tom tom did throughout the whole pandemic like i think that he speaks in money which Mm -hmm. is okay but you also have to have the emotional intelligence to understand that when you're gifting people in this way it is a gift and choice that you are making out of the kindness of your heart not a choice that you're making so that you can get some sort of clout from it or favor from it later on and that's why i think he does i know people that are like that and it makes me uncomfortable and i i have i am not one to not accept money but there are people that i have had to be like no i'm good i'm, yeah. I'm good on that you know
1: yeah exactly oh. you can't you can't give stuff to people and hold it over their head. Like if you're just like that, you just, that's not something that I partake in. And it very much seems like he does that a lot.
0: Hard agree. Oh, well, Lindsay, what a week. (laughs) I'm tired. I'm tired too, girl. I'm sorry to keep you this long, but we had to do it. No. Yeah. Listen, lots to talk about we're going to be on the lookout hopefully. So Rachel did go rogue this week, but we didn't, she didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't an episode that we're going to drag ourselves out for much more, but we are still enjoying the podcast. I'm hoping she comes out with an episode, you know, this week and then kind of talks about some of this. If she does, we'll be there. We'll cover it. Hey, yeah. depending on the, the subject matter, I I would be down for an emergency episode, depending on what she gets into, but not yeah. something we need to think about tonight. Uh right. Lindsay, let everyone know where they can find you.
1: Yeah, so you can go on my Instagram at VanderPod Recaps. My Reddit name is additional war8759. I also in my bio on Instagram, I have a link tree that has links to my TikTok, my Reddit, my Buy Me Coffee. Also, Brady today made me get a x account. So I now am on Yes. That. So <laughs> follow me. Yeah, I did. I sent you. Ready yeah, for the win? I oh, okay, I never so, checked. <laughs> you're like, follow
0: me. Oh, I never check it. <laughs> I'll never talk to you on there, but.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so all of that has my links below, and remember, anything that's donated to my buy me coffee or to Emily's buy me coffee, we are using it for LA expenses right now. And thank you so much, who yes. people who have donated. We are so thankful and just overwhelmed with your kindness. Like I cannot thank you enough. And it's always, again, if you can yes, donate, like if you are able to, and would like to thank you. Otherwise like, please keep your money. Like don't feel like (laughs) you have to literally, it is just, it is very, we are very uh, grateful for it though. So thank you.
0: We really are. And if you, And if you want to support the show and you're like, listen, I I just can't throw money at it right now. Please know I understand. And if you want to support, best way to support is just giving it a listen, download it to your device, share it. If you like it, you don't even need to do all that. If you want to give my show a rating, you can shout out Lindsay in a five-star review. Do not shout her out in anything less than a five-star review because she does not deserve anything less than five stars, period. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys can follow me on Instagram. Oh, Oh, my God. Hello. I forgot to do this. Thank you guys for getting me to 500 followers on Instagram. That's yes! been the biggest challenge of oh, my life for some reason. I think it's because I missed I wasn't quite young enough to cash in on the Instagram thing. So yeah. I just was not I was never very good at that. So I really appreciate you guys. I'm so happy for all of the new followers, the people that have been hitting me up, loving the podcast. I love y'all. Thank you so much, and you can follow me if you don't already. Please do at T F knows Emily Rose on Instagram. That's Who TF knows Emily Rose on Instagram. WTFK Emily Rose on Twitter. I'll I'll check it for you guys. I promise. <laughs> and if you guys uh, want to follow me on my personal Instagram, it's at Emily Agogo. That's Emily A G O G O. And I think that about wraps it up. So until next time, I will talk to you guys later. Bye bye.
1: Waking up your waist now, waking up your waist Yeah, you know I love it
0: when you waking yeah. up your waist Tell me what you want